I'm not sure why that is. Alright, well we're recording. I'm back here with my grandpa. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, so your mic your mic doesn't sound echoey. For some reason mine does. Sound effects are all turned off. And I'll just I'll just deal with it. I'll tune it as a little bit as we go. Okay. Alright, well uh uh, first off, I wanted to say last time, the last few times actually recording with you, I noticed uh, just listening back that uh, I do a lot of talking and I, 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 just, <laughs> I just get excited talking to you, doing a podcast with you, you know, and I've noticed I not necessarily rant, but ramble. You know, and it's kind of, well, it's kind, well, it's, I, it's, it's contradicting because it's like, I, I love talking to you and then I ramble. Well, I kiss me from rambling. <laughs> Which I, well, I'd prefer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a better listener than a talker, so I've never been great conversational, so I'll do the best I can, I guess, but. Well, I mean, you do a good job. You know, don't, definitely don't think you don't. Well, um. But yeah, I just figured I'd address that because it's one of those contradictions, you know, where it's like I, I love talking to you and then and talking with you and then all I do is talk to you, it seems like. so. Well, I never noticed that, so. <laughs> right. All right. Um, okay, so a couple things. First off, I didn't tell you, uh, when we were leaving here from Drew's birthday party, we almost had a fire in the Jeep. A fire in the Jeep? Yep. Well, what happened? <laughs> Jeez, I didn't know any, you didn't tell me about that. No, we, uh, I started the, started the Jeep, got it nice and warm, go out, load everything up. Bree took the kids out, loaded them up. I came in for something else. And then I opened the back door and it smelled like electrical. Uh oh. <laughs> And she says, "What's? do you smell that? What is that? And I'm like, yeah, I do smell it. So I pop the hood, I look under the hood. I mean, I couldn't smell it outside the Jeep when I went out there anyway. So long story short, we're sitting there. I'm like, all right, I'm, and it's getting worse. I'm oh. like, all right, I'm just going to turn the car off. So I turn the car off. And it just out of nowhere just like this big poof of smoke erupts oh, by Bree's feet in the passenger seat well <clears throat> long story short somebody the previous owner had there's like these ribbon lights in the door oh yep and they had <laughs> purchased more ribbon lighting they had tapped it into the original and then there's this little black box on it that looks like it looks like a relay, but it, it I don't think it's a relay. I don't know if it's like a voltage regulator or what. But <laughs> that thing was melting. Wow. And so I disconnect it, I pull it out, cut the wire. Cause there was like a little harness that plugged into the ribbon lighting. Yeah. And then the other wire went to you know, the main voltage source. The positive, I guess, being on a 12-volt system. And uh, so I cut that. <laughs> and I threw the box in the snow. That little voltage regulator or whatever. Yeah. put it in the snow. Jesus. Still smoking. <laughs> Pull it out of the snow. I put it in the Jeep. 
and then it just burst into smoke again, like bad. Whoa. Like what? So I put it back in the snow, stomp on it. We leave the doors open. I start the Jeep back up just to kind of let it air out a little bit. I mean, it still smells a little bit like electrical in there, and that was, what, over a week ago? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Jeez. Yeah, and I, I told Bree, too, because she's like, man, because oh. I, I was, when <laughs> I saw the smoke coming out, I, there's like a panel underneath uh, oh. the glove box, so I ripped the panel off. And then just, I got hit with this big white cloud. My lungs hurt for two days. Jeez. My shirt stunk. My beard stunk. <laughs> but, you know, she was like, how does it still smell? I'm like, you know. Oh, yeah. Plastic burns different. It's more, it's a stickier smoke, you know. So when it gets on something, it, yeah. it sticks. But, yeah, yeah, so that was the shenanigans. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, you didn't tell me about that. That's, that's weird. <laughs> no. And then Monday, the HHR died at work. Uh-oh, wow. I'm driving to work. I get to work. I put it into reverse to back into my parking spot. It shifts into gear and then dies. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wouldn't start, hasn't started. Oh, man. And then Bree tells me she went out back to check on the Jeep on Drew's birthday party and saw that I forgot the jumper cables by the Jeep. Oh, yeah. So, so she grabbed them, but she can't remember if she put them in the Jeep, the garage, or the barn. <sighs> Yep. I'm like, well, that doesn't help now. So <laughs> yeah. I haven't been able to try and start the car all week. But I did find them. They were in the garage. So, <laughs> Jeez. Sounds like a tough week. Well, it was back-to-back two days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Jeez. Tough. Well, I guess not two days because the party was Saturday, right? It's Saturday, yeah. I recorded yeah. with Kia Sunday. We did a bunch of stuff. I We... uh put together a new dresser for uh, Leon and Iris's room. Oh, good. So that took up it. Here's what's funny. It says two people, 25 minutes. <laughs> and it, me and Bree were working consistently. After about an hour and a half, she took the kids downstairs. <laughs> and I yeah. finished it out, and it took another 45 minutes. And I was just putting oh. drawers together. And it's, yeah. like, you know, it's not like I was taking my time. It was... This part gets put here, like it constant work. So, yeah, I know I've done that a couple of times putting those things together. It's you know, it's supposed to take a couple hours or something, it used to take two days <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. 25 people, you know, and I kept making the joke like, if you've built 500 of these, yeah, you know, it might yeah, take right. 25 minutes, not yeah. 25 people, That's, but yeah, after you do the you just do one, you know how to do it, but I, you know, you don't have to do that many. But time you figure everything out, get it, you know, that one first time. <laughs> yeah, and I can't imagine, you know, we were doing anything, because, like I said, it's you know, she would be putting studs in one part while I was putting studs in another. We'd put the parts together. <laughs> We'd open the bags. You know, you open a bag here, a bag there, and then yeah, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. Well, got it done, I guess. But it takes you know, it takes a lot longer sometimes than you think. I thought, well. Yep, I went, I've been through that. I thought, yeah, you think, well, geez, I can lay everything out and have this done in no time. And, man, some days you have to take a break and wait till the next day to finish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was annoying. <laughs> it was annoying because we had a bunch of stuff we wanted to do, and then it turned up, you know. Oh, yeah. That took the majority of the afternoon. Yeah. But I did get to record with Kia. I know he said he didn't listen to it. Not yet, no. It was a filler 
a feeler, not a filler. It was a feeler. Because uh, she had said a couple times that she wanted to try and record. <clears throat> and uh, the last couple opportunities I've had, I've asked her, you know, she wasn't 100% sure whether or not she wanted to. And then, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> I think it was kind of the anticipation of it too. So I just sprung it on her. Oh yeah. Uh, about an hour before we, I had to take her back to her mom's, and she was like, sure. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but she said she'd be interested in doing more. She had fun. Good. Um, I wanted you to listen to it because we talked about uh, whether people are inherently evil or not. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was just trying to talk about her rock collection. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then she springs that out of me. Are people inherently evil? I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rough transition. Yeah, yeah. I go from a rock. yeah. I go from that from t- t- <laughs> collecting rocks to yeah. You that's know, quite a jump. <laughs> yeah. But well, uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll. You'll just have to listen to it, and then mm-hmm. you'll have to get back to me on the next one, whether or not. Uh, because there's a couple things I left. She had she had mentioned. Um, it was really quick. She had just said in passing, like, "I'm like, we got to wrap it up. I got to take you back to your mom's." And she just kind of mutters, "I don't like my mom's house." Right? <laughs> yeah. And I was gonna cut it out, just because it's I don't want it to get taken out of context. Yeah. <clears throat> but I didn't, for a couple reasons, and I thought about it for a couple of days before I went and edited the podcast and I didn't cut anything out but I wanted to get your opinion on it because it crossed my mind I should probably cut it out but the couple reasons I didn't is one I was thinking you know it may seem like I'm trying to make myself look better but in actuality I think it's the opposite it probably makes me look worse by leaving that in there for one, hmm. right? Uh-huh. Because immediately I would think that people would be like, oh, wow, he's just leaving that in because it, he thinks it makes him look good. Which, it, in my opinion, if I were to hear that, I wouldn't immediately think that, you know, this person's trying to put themselves a tier above whatever. Yeah. But also, there's a lot of canceling going on. A lot of silencing. Yeah. And I just thought it would be extremely, not just hypocritical, because, you know, I'm not trying to silence or cancel anyone, but to the whole thing of what I'm doing with the podcast and just in life in general, is just trying to talk things out. Like, I'm trying to, you know, think out loud, Mm -hmm. think things over grow from them and something like that opens conversation which we we did talk about on the way back to our moms so it's not like i didn't address it i just kind of let it fly in the podcast because i didn't want to get too in depth and then have it be a segment that i do have to cut out because you know things got personal but mm-hmm. um i was just thinking man like <laughs> the very last thing i should do is silence my daughter or you know, and I, just in the context of the podcast, I kind of kept talking like I didn't hear it. Yeah. But, you know, I addressed it with her later. Yeah. So in the podcast, it kind of seems like I just ignored it, which I didn't. 
I mean, that wouldn't, again, that'd be kind of hypocritical, but that's yeah. where conversations start. You know, you say how you feel or what you think, and then you can talk it out. But if you don't express that, you know, and then I don't want her to feel like I'm silencing her or canceling her right to express her thoughts or opinions because, I mean, that's where she's going to grow is by expressing those thoughts or opinions to me, you know. And as you know, she's not afraid to. No. <laughs> she's honestly pretty blunt a lot of the times. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> well I don't know. I think... Uh... My first thought would be, you know, man, I don't know it. I'm always looking out for Ikea and everything, you know, so maybe that's not a good thing sometimes, you know, because she's got to have a little more freedom. But I didn't want her to ever get herself into trouble or something, you know, that maybe say something that might offend somebody. That she didn't mean it that way, but that's the only thing I was thinking about. It's like, ah, you know what, maybe your mother wouldn't appreciate a comment like that, but... I don't know, you know, so that's why I'm thinking I <laughs> bought a Kia. So, for that reason, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's a tough one. Yeah, I'd like to see her be able to, you know, she's old enough to express herself. We have uh, respect for her way she looks at things and everything, but so that should be part of it too. But and that did go through my mind, you know, like if her mom or. You know, her grandma or grandpa or somebody listens to it and hears that, they might not be happy right off the bat. Yeah. But again, if she can't if she can't express that thought to her mom or to anybody else, there is no talking through that, you know. Yeah. And, but the other thing about it, I mean, when she make a comment like that, I said, you know, maybe she <laughs> You don't know exactly what she mean, mean, meant by that, you know, like, you know, she maybe it had something to do with just being with you, you know, so <laughs> maybe. Right. So so that's why I'm, so for that reason. But also, I, digging into it, you know, she, it, she meant it literal. Like, you know, our house isn't great. I I feel like her mom's house is better. But from her perspective, you know, she says it's always cold. <laughs> you know, she's she gets scared sometimes just because of weird noises. You know, so she meant it literal. She didn't mean like, I don't like... And she didn't say, I don't like being with my mom. Yeah. She just said, I don't like my mom's house. Yeah, you're right. Okay, So, yeah. you know... That, that makes sense. And that all went into my... In, yeah, true. I, I can see how you could come up with that. Yeah, leave it in there for that, you know, for that reason. Because, yeah, she wasn't... It was just a thing she was expressing about... <laughs> Being yeah, in, in her own, <laughs> yeah, your mother's home. Now, if she would have said, "I don't like my mom," well, yeah, that was I probably would have cut that. We would have yeah. talked about it, <laughs> she, and then I would have asked her, "Are you sure you want this to be in there?" Yeah, you know. But just going again, just going through the conversation we had on the way back to her mom's, um, and then you know, again, just like thinking, well. I don't want to be the first person that's going to silence my daughter. I don't want to give her this platform to ask questions, mm -hmm. get feedback, you know, yeah, from man. me and, you know, live. She, she can always listen back and be like, I can't believe I used to think this or I can't yeah, believe he right, used to true. think that. That's a good way to look at it, yeah. You know, so. And the, I guess in the long run, what I'm saying is that, you know, yeah. I'd like it to be an avenue for growth for her. Right. And then, you know, in the future, if she does decide to start, you know, she wants to start a YouTube channel 
if she does decide she wants to start it, this is always a platform where she can come on, talk about what she does, promote it. Yeah. You know, it could, I mean, <laughs> it could definitely be a stepping stone to get her. Right. Yeah. Know. So, yeah, I think you made the right choice. I just said my first thought is always about Kia, you know. I'm always on a protector or whatever, <laughs> whatever. So, you know, I'm always viewing it in that way, everything in that way, you know, perspective. So I'm kind of short-sighted there, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, too, it's, you know, I always think the same. But then I also have the immediate, well, she's going to be 13 soon. Yeah, she's going to be a teenager. And she's got to start. Yeah. Being able to take more accountability for her words and actions. Yeah. True. Because she's only five years, a little over five years away from being 18. Yeah. In which <laughs> point, you know, I'm not going to have as much. I mean, I'm still going to obviously be around to teach her and whatnot, but I'm not going to have as much oh, yeah. sway as, as in, you know, well, you know how 18 year olds are. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I can do it. I'm, I'm an adult now, you know. Oh, yeah. So. It was all 18 once. Or we were. Not not all of us, because Kia, Kia's that's true. not yeah, 18 yeah. Not all of us, yeah. <laughs> but everybody that was 18, you know, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'd like to try and get her to. And, it, you know, and again, this is just a little step. In-depth conversation. You know, I, I talk to her. But I feel like, uh, and we have good conversations. But I feel like if we, because she's interested in doing it, so I figure if we can do one every time or every other time I get her, even if it's only for an hour, mm-hmm. you know, that's an hour that she can look forward to asking me certain things or yeah. talking about certain things that might not originally cross her mind yeah, or she might not write down because, you know, it crosses her mind at school or whatever. Yeah. So I'm just thinking maybe it... Long-form conversations, for me, seem to be, you know, because there's always like a half-hour mark. You talk to somebody for 20 minutes, half-hour, I consider that kind of shallow, you know? Oh. <laughs> you just cross the basics, you know, how's the family, you mm-hmm. know, how, how's your health, whatever. But yeah. then, you know, it seems like after that half-hour mark, you strike the gold where it's like, like Kia asked, what do you, uh, are yeah. people inherently evil or, you know? <laughs> Right. You know, what do you think is oh, going yeah, on with yeah, our I border? Yeah, I agree with that. I said, you know, see, yeah, you, the more you, the uh, longer you're going to talk, you can get into a lot of more personal, or things like that about, you know, people have they have interest in, and, you know, so you can, questions, or they have, you know, they want to know answers about different things, so it's, it, it's good for people to be like that, you know, get an opportunity to ask people and get their opinions. And honestly, I'm looking forward to getting her perspective uh, on a lot more things that I can listen back to. Because she says a lot of stuff or brings up a lot of stuff that we talk about, but it doesn't quite stick. Uh And I think back like, man, (laughs) I feel like she was leaning this way or that way or, Uh you know, was suggesting this type of thing. Yep. And you, you know, you didn't follow through, so you don't really know what, what yeah. Or, you know, with the two kids right now, Leon and Iris, the two little ones, you know, sometimes there's always a distraction. So I'll be listening to her, but watching Leon or Iris, yep. making sure they're not eating stuff. or Right. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that kind of, 
they yeah. they stick but momentarily you know right yeah it's hard to find all that special time i guess when it's just a one-on-one you know without all the things going on in your life you know especially with two little ones <laughs> yeah so i'm looking forward to that also i mean just her perspective you know She's 12. She's growing up in a yeah. world with a lot different perspective than you or I had yeah. or have. Right. You know, I want to ask her about uh, if they've got a litter box at her school yet. You know, just stuff like that mm-hmm. for, for the kids identifying as hamsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and other stuff like that that's going on in her generation that I'm, you know, because I'm sure you've heard it. I've heard it. I've said it. I'm sure you've said it that, you know. It's almost like you you don't get it because, you know, you're you're older. This isn't, you know, like you have to change with the times or you don't understand the times because, you know, you grew up in a different time mm-hmm. type of vibe. So I kind of want to understand her perspective and what she's dealing with as far as like yeah. socially, because socially I dealt with some stuff. I'm right. sure you dealt with some stuff that yeah. isn't an issue now for the most part, or yeah. as often. <clears throat> yeah, I we all most most of us have. Um that were some not good, but <laughs> yeah, in those situations you can uh you know, learn a lot, I guess. You can uh, grow up a little bit. It's uh that's well, how you learn how to, you know grow up and mature as a person i also think and this is just me philosophizing but from a distance it seems like there's a lot of things she could relate to or you could relate to currently that i can't because when you were growing up or in your 20s there was well even 30s my age now there was the cold war thing yeah and right now Kia's kind of dealing with the same thing i mean it's it's obviously not as hard pressed as it probably was in your time but there's that looming threat now more than there ever was when i was her age of yeah you know yep nuclear war right and when I was growing up, there wasn't, a, I mean, there was the Gulf War, I guess. And up until, you know, we invaded Iraq and Afghanistan, the big push, there was, you know, when I was like 11, 12, there was nothing when I was growing up about, you know, soldiers doing soldierly duties overseas. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd, you'd see on the news that we were obviously in other countries maybe doing minor operations or yeah assisting you know other countries with their operations but we weren't like spearheading yeah i know it's different yep and it's, it's a tough time but she grew but she, you know she grew up while we were spearheading yeah and i mean you kind of grew up right after i mean you were born during world yeah. war Two, right at the end of it yep and then 40, you, forty-four, yeah, that's right at the end of the World War Two. So, <laughs> so you had that mentality, mentality growing up in veterans coming home. But then you also, 
were young when Korea happened and Vietnam happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I, I've told you about that before. So, I mean, you know, when I used to do the observation, air observation, I guess, you know, we talked to you about that, so I don't want to. Yeah, watching for planes. Watching for planes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's funny because we were, you know, at that time, we, they were prop planes, you know. They weren't jets, so we'd have to identify, you know, which direction, how many, how many engines they had on, you know. So, well, see, that's crazy that because I never, <laughs> yeah, I never. I mean, you never told me that until we were doing this. So, and again, yeah. that's long form conversation. You know, that's stuff that gets. <laughs> Yeah, things are a little different. I mean, you know, so just one of those things that one of those things that happened when I was growing up, you know. So, but it wasn't like it was, you know, we was worried about anything, you know. So, but I don't know exactly what it was for, but <laughs> it was uh, just I don't know. I can't even exp explain what it was. What were the you know we were getting I do, I do remember one thing we were getting a little pin for that after so many hours of up you know in this little oh really yeah so <laughs> this little air air force thing had little wings on it and that's what we wanted you know that's why we were doing it so we could get that little pin <laughs> so <laughs> yeah that was interesting yeah short term short term goals oh yeah yeah of course one thing I I do remember about this though was my cousin Ronnie I think I probably brought that up once before too but we were up on top of a building in Middleton. We all, of course, we had binoculars for, you know, for the spotting the planes. Mm -hmm. And he had a. There was a girl. Actually, it was my <laughs> Carolyn's cousin, and she lived straight down the road a couple of blocks. And then this, he was always he would always wait and maybe wait for her to run out, come out in the summertime, you know, and lay out on the get a suntan so, it, so we could <laughs> suntan on our binoculars, you know, so I, <laughs> that was, that was funny. Well, she's coming out. <laughs> yeah. As a plane's flying by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen any of those shows of force that they're doing with the ah. fighter jets? Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. Some of that is just ridiculous. Oh, geez. Yeah, it is. You know, I don't know how much they weigh, but you got a multi-ton machine flying 700 mile an hour over you, mm, you know, um, pushing the sound barrier just to do a show of force at, what, 150 feet? That's nothing. Yeah. I mean... It's... That's 50 yards <laughs> above you. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, you say 150, it sounds like a lot, but realistically, you know, if you're six foot tall, you know, that's... <laughs> Yeah, that's twenty nice. people over you, thirty people over you. It's yeah. not that high. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, some of that stuff is nuts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I know you've seen the Blue Angels, obviously. Yeah, I've seen those perform. I was showing yeah. uh, Bree a Blue a Blue Angel video a few weeks ago. Just one of the cockpit views where they're flying like three wide up front, two wide in the back. Yeah. And I the mean, dude's looking to his left and his right, and all you see is fuselage. Yeah. Because they're, they're literally six feet apart, wingtip to wingtip. Yeah. I it's mean, like, they're just like, man, I don't know how they can do that. That's amazing. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No. 
you know, I, I for a while I thought maybe there were electronics. They get into a certain position, they can just hit like autopilot. Yeah. And it keeps them so far apart, but there's no way because you see them just break and do oh, yeah. these maneuvers. Right. Or they'll be flying upside down. One of them will be yeah, you, cockpit to cockpit. Right. Or up, bubble to bubble. Yep. I seen that. Yeah, I seen in that. Person? In person? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> flying over the he's in Traverse City. Flying over the bay, they've come right towards us, you know, and was <laughs> one was uh, I don't know what right side up, I guess the other guy was upside down, right flying right together. They went right out, you know, like jeez. I don't know. Doesn't Flying at you like that? Well, I mean, yeah, it flew over the top of us, you know, so right over the bay. You know, we were all at the park there. Jesus. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. See, if only you had cell phones back then where oh, you... Oh, jeez. <laughs> the, the footage we would have today. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that would, yeah, it would be, that would have been awesome to have that kind of stuff, you know, when we were younger, so... You, yeah, it's so different. You know, that is such a different culture because of that. You know, the, well, all the social stuff, you know, that is so different. We didn't have any of that when I was, you know, growing up. And so it changed everything. I don't know if I'd, I love it though, because, I mean, I look back and I'm thinking, I don't know, man, I, I just love my time when i was growing up so i don't know if i'd ever want it to be any different yeah i mean it 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 feels like maybe it would uh skew things a little bit It'd take because i've noticed right now just in my generation you know a lot of us my age didn't have cell phones till we were in our teens mm-hmm. and then the generation after us had them as kids or whenever their parents shows they could have them and i'm talking like late teens yeah like you know 16 18 before we were getting and even then they were flip phones for the most part yeah you know about the time i was 18 the android app market hit you know (laughs) i think it was the htc hero was like the first phone (laughs) i remember them advertising over ten thousand apps now on the market and i was thinking geez yeah now there's hundreds of millions (laughs) if not billions you know, and the cameras, even then on the phones, the flip phones were oh, garbage. Geez, yeah. The internet access was trash. Mm-hmm. And if we would have had them like the yeah. generation does now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know I wouldn't have enjoyed my childhood as much if I had access to that because I see kids now, that's all they do. That's all they do, yeah. They talk I, about this TikTok they saw. All right. You know, or. Yeah. They're watching TV on their phone instead yep. of going outside and doing stuff. Yeah, or... that, that's what I'm referring to. I, said, Man, I don't know. I just loved it. When looking back on my childhood, I don't know if I'd ever want to change anything. Yeah, you wouldn't have. It, it, you wouldn't have absorbed as much. I don't think. Well, yeah. And the distractions too. Like you probably wouldn't have done certain things because. Oh yeah. Instead of reaching out to someone and saying, "Hey, you know, let's burn some time together and hang out," you could have called them. <laughs> right. Yep. You know, or FaceTimed oh, yeah. them, just talked to them face-to-face over the phone, and uh-huh. <laughs> that had been good enough for you, yeah. you know, because that would have been the norm. Right. I mean, imagine yeah. if we had them back during, like, the Civil War. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm not just talking the footage of the war, but just, like, the communications, yeah. you know. Yep. Yeah. Everything you know, is... 
Yep, times have changed. Not a little bit, but a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't shoot a message out of the air when it's sent via a text. But when you have to write a letter, put it on a a dude on a horse, (laughs) and have him gallop, you know, X Mm -hmm. amount of miles away and hope that message gets delivered without him getting murdered. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a totally different level of... You know, I remember reading a little bit about the Pony Express, you know, and I, I, I remember there was, they wanted people to, young people that were really, I don't know, maybe, they, I don't know if you call it homeless or maybe, it's, you know, because they didn't want to, because there was a lot of danger involved, so they wanted to be less oh, yeah. traumatic if somebody got killed. Mostly, you know, there was Indians. You had to be pretty skilled in driving a horse, and, and I don't know, it was a lot. I thought, wow, who'd want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. They got, and most of those were younger, you know, younger people, younger kids, younger, you know, like 15, 16, 17 year old kids. I mean, jump I, on your horse and go as fast as you can for, you know, a few miles and run, you know, and pass on the mail to the next, next one. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's, you know, because that's, that's exactly what you want. You know, you want a young soldier, somebody you can indoctrinate, train, and then. You know, over time, the system might get them, you know, whether or not they'd make a career out of it or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. You give them 10 years in, six years in, you know, they're part of your system. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if if, yeah. if they make it out of boot camp or whatever, you know, their first tour, yeah. I mean, you pretty much have them, you know, and then mm-hmm. you're hoping that what they see uh, conforms with what you told them. You know, like, like that's what I've, I think on a recent podcast with, uh, Zach and Zach, their brother's named Zach. <laughs> Jeez. They, uh, we were talking about it and I think I said something along the lines of maybe 50% of the people I know my age or older that are veterans are racist. Oh yeah. <laughs> and not necessarily toward me or whoever, but the enemy. Yeah, And I was thinking afterwards, I was like, man, is it really... Because I thought about it before I said 50%. Mm. And my, my rationale was, and I'm not saying 50% from the recent, you know, mm. Iraq-Afghanistan conflict. But just like talking to old Vietnam vets, you know, mm-hmm. it seems like over 50% of them are, you know racially biased toward the enemy yeah and it might be something like 20 30 percent of the personally the people i know or have talked to that have been to iraq or afghanistan and i feel like a big part of that is you know you've you've got to almost dehumanize the enemy i mean if you're going to kill somebody you can't love them yeah right you know and 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 you You even though you're Mm -hmm. oh go ahead no i just gonna say yeah you have to use that i mean you know (laughs) You know, it's part of the war, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know, you just, yeah, you have to, I I agree with you, you know, you can't, uh, well, if you see a lot of stuff going on, uh, you know, that, you know, when uh, fighting and stuff, you know, see a lot of things happen that affect you, and, you know, so that's going to have something to do with that, too, so. Oh, yeah, I I can't even imagine, but I I will say... 
in the couple closer people I haven't really talked to any time recently, but eight, ten years ago, you know, uh, the people I have talked to more in depth about it. <clears throat> I remember one person I asked, um, and he's not one of the people I would categorize as like one of the racist people, but he, uh, and again, not saying racist in general, but they have a bias toward, you know, a certain race. Talking to him, kind of breaking it down, he says, you know, we're over there and we're trying to, he's like, from my perspective on the macro, we're trying to protect the people of, you know, a certain town or mm-hmm. city or whatever, village. And he goes, a lot of the work we were doing was aid, you know, mm, yeah. the Taliban or ISIS or whoever would come through. And, you know, the things they did to the women and children were disgusting. And then the fighting age males, you know, the things they would do to shopkeeps and all these, the other men that didn't want to cooperate with them was, you know, unthinkable. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it gave you, from what, from what I remember, just the way he described it, he says it gave you a taste for you know, despising humanity because here we are trying to help. Our hands are tied. We can only do so much. So we just feel like, you know, we're following these people, cleaning up behind them. (laughs) And then, you know, everybody you see looks pretty similar. Right. And you think, should I kill this guy right now? Yeah. Or you know that somebody that you are having an interaction with is the enemy or somebody that has done something terrible, but they don't have a weapon in their hand, they're not threatening your life, and all you can do is talk to them, know that they're lying to you, and then walk away for them to do the same thing that night. Yeah. Or that next morning, yeah. you know. Right. And he just, yeah. he says, you know, it's just, yeah, it's hard to separate those two because you see those people. Oh, yeah, I, you're right. You know, those people are the face of evil that you're cleaning up after, and then you know, you're questioning yourself, not necessarily on the women and children. You know, are you evil or are you not? But you're questioning yourself with every fighting age male you talk to. And then you're wondering, hey, is this kid actually carrying a backpack or a loaf of bread in that bag? Or, mm-hmm. you know, have they been forced to carry a, a bomb? Or, yeah. you know, have, were, yeah, did no, they pay I, these kids to dig? It's just a horrible situation. Be You know, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, so, man. There's only so much, you know, like yeah. like I said, that they, they even could do. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. there's things they couldn't do that, you know, they would have liked to have done that they know that would have been probably the right thing, but they couldn't do it. Well, and from the times the invasions happened till, you know, 10 years later, let's say 2002 till 2012, the rules of engagement changed so much that oh, yeah. it was pushing people out because they literally were... <laughs> getting shot at or having to catch people planting bombs. You know, you could catch people digging, couldn't do anything until oh. you could confirm that they were planting an IED or yeah, whatever. And then at that point, oh, yeah, you know, you've, yeah. you're losing buddies because they're driving over right. these, these bombs. And you know that the guy you're watching right now planted something mm. that killed somebody else the day before. Yeah. You know, confusing. Yeah. I know it kept getting worse all the time, you know, it's like, geez, it got to the point, like you said, if 
all they had to do was drop their weapons and take off. Yeah, you we didn't have any weapons. They couldn't. You couldn't do anything. Could so, not engage. No. You know, and it didn't matter if. And they all knew that. I mean, that's why they did it. You know, you could just once you learned that, said you know they could do whatever they was doing, drop their weapons, take off. I mean, I, you know, now that you say that, I've watched videos. I've heard a lot of stories of that engagements happening like that. But I've watched videos of guys picking up a rocket launcher, firing it, putting it down. Uh-huh. Because, you, like you said, you can't engage. That was <laughs> yeah. one of the rules of that, which is crazy. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Um, But also, like, the lying, you know, people... Let's say terrorists, probably not all of them, but the majority of them, you know, doing whatever they needed to do at night or during the day because they didn't have night vision for the most part. Yeah. yeah. But doing their operations and then the next day, you know, going to some of these bases and saying, hey, you know, like last night during the gunfight, my daughter got wounded and, you know, that bomb that went off to blow in my shop door, I need money for the door. I need money for merchandise, you know, and then we're, we end up funding <laughs> yeah. them to continue doing what they were doing yeah, because we had no real, no real, I know, yeah. you know, manner to deal with that. I mean, we did, but we chose not to because of hearts and minds. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That would be hard if you were in the, you know, have to deal with that. Yes. Huh? So I'm not trying to make it sound like, you know, I disdain them having their opinions or biases. I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember exactly why I felt like I needed to bring that up, but I did bring it up. I said about 50%. And that's the same thing. The guys in Vietnam, you know, you hear some people that never left the base, you know, where they were just mechanics repairing holes in airplanes. Mm-hmm. or helicopters and they weren't you know they're not as i guess biased unless they had something tragic happen like a helicopter limp in seven guys peel off the the helicopter all bloodied up yeah but then you got the guys doing foot patrol that are watching their buddies get blown up in front yeah, of them or that's falling traps that's what i'm saying if you that's you see something like that if you're you know then how can you man i don't know it's like you see it like we was talking about. You see somebody without drop their weapons, take off. You can't do nothing. You know that they may have already, you know, caused a lot of damage or maybe death or something. You know, or if they didn't, if they haven't, you know, they will the next time. But you can't. You know, like how could you not just, uh, you know, what? I, I, they ain't going nowhere. You know. <laughs> right. But you, you can't. But so, sometimes I would think that that might have happened. <laughs> but the oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there's people that have went to prison for it. Yeah. You know, they get rigged up because, you know, one of their commanders or squad leaders, you know, basically pins them and says, hey, like, can you justify this this shooting? (laughs) They get interrogated, you know, and it's like, well, he did shoot at me. Well, his body is not with a weapon. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. he's wearing the same clothes. You know, he's on footage over here shooting at me or <laughs> shooting at us. And then we've got him over here without a weapon, but we engaged him, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, but can you confirm? <laughs> it's like... Uh, no, <laughs> I, I, no, I don't know, boy. That's, that's tough. 
I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, I sympathize with it. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to... No. I just think being biased think is part of the... Justified from what, you know, I think it's... I don't know. I think it'd be the right thing to do, you know. I mean, In my opinion, it's yeah. It's the right thing, boo, <laughs> yeah. but he can't... We still can't do it. No. Yeah, and I I just, mean, we, that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, you know, you're protecting your... Your fellow soldiers, you know. I mean, so, I mean, if you know, if they, because like I said, if they, could, they, uh, you, they take off, can't do nothing. Well, they'll just be back the next night. Then they might wind up, you know, you might wind up, they might cause, you know, killing more people or something, you know, or whatever bombs or whatever they might do, <clears throat> causing more destruction. And you just can't do anything. They just do it, and they take off. We could do the same thing again, you know. They drop all their weapons and take off running. We just have to let them run. And that's not even factoring in the learning. You yeah. know, they're learning from every engagement oh, yeah. with right. them. Right, yeah. You yeah, know, they, yeah. They learn your tactics. Yeah. What they can or can't do yeah. or get away with or some of your weaknesses, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough for those. <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, I, you know, I get it. I, I do get it. I, so, when I said... You know what I said. I don't. I hope it wasn't taken as being judgmental. Oh, right. You know. Well, yeah. But you know, I, I also I don't. I'm sure you probably didn't listen to it, but I did make the joke after. I tried to lighten it up by saying, like, how do I know that when these people are talking to me that they're not thinking, you know, this yeah. this guy right here, you know, he looks kind of Muslim with his beard. Mm-hmm. You know, like how how do I know they're saying these racial slurs or whatever they're saying about <laughs> another race and they're not thinking similar about me? Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. You, you don't, you well, don't, yeah. you don't know, but yeah, you can only assume if they're cool talking to you that right. You know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I just I feel like if we would have had that back during, you know, the Civil War. I feel like we might actually be divided again as a country because, you know, you'd have a lot more of those opinions and things being, I guess, repopularized. <laughs> you know, there might have been a video of a soldier on the front lines for the Confederates saying something that stuck with a lot of people. Yeah. And humanized them to a lot of people, something, every, you know, almost everybody could align with that says, you know, they weren't that bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they were. I mean, they were fighting right. for something they believed in, regardless if it was racism or, you know, fueled or not. They were backing a side that they, you know, I mean, like the Taliban. Like, I'm not saying they're good people, but a lot of them, most of them, the, they were born and raised in a religion that, you know, a place and a religion, uh, a thought process, a way of life that they feel is right, especially if they're males. I mean, they're pretty dominant figures, you know? Yeah. So they feel that they don't want to lose a spot or submit anything. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not saying it's right, but I can understand wanting to fight for your way of life. It's not like we wouldn't do the same if we were invaded right now by China. Yeah. You know? For some reason, they said, you know, you guys and your First Amendment, you say too much stuff that, you know, whatever. 
I think we would align and say, well, you know, even though we probably don't all agree as citizens among each other, we can agree that we enjoy having our First Amendment, our Second Amendment, you know, all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do enjoy being able to voice our opinion on certain topics. We do enjoy having the decision of becoming a drug addict or starting a multi-million dollar online business. Like, we enjoy that freedom to live our life like we want. Yeah. You know, we don't want to be told what our job's going to be, how long we're going to be there. Yeah. You know, all yeah. all the things that communism brings. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, when a person's born and raised in the environment, this, you know, some of those other countries, whether it's communist or the, you know, the... Some of those Muslim countries are where they, when you're the, yeah, it's DJ. I don't know how he's still shooting. <laughs> it's dark. I thought yeah, he had that still... light on, but it's just the snow back there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard that crack too, so he's just hitting his bolt or hitting his target. It's dark out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, when that's all you've ever known, I understand it. You know, that's what you make us. Right, you know. I mean, that's the way you want it. You're fighting for the way your your lifestyle that you were brought up with, you know. So, but not something that uh, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't make sense when anybody you think you know, and a a human being could be at some point. I don't know. You would just think this this is not right, you know. When they teach all the you know. I don't know, all the things that uh, they, what is it, they have, you know, in the Koran and stuff, you know, that, mm-hmm. that's like like the Bible, I guess, you know, if they think that's... Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Well, then you've got, you know, India and their caste system. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, then let's not forget about Japan, yeah. how they were willing to die to the last yeah. person... For the emperor. Yeah. Because the emperor was their god. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's (laughs) crazy. And it's sad that, you know, Hiroshima and Nagasaki are, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's sad that it happened. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that it's the only two times that we've ever dropped a nuke. And they were the smallest nukes. Did you know (laughs) that? Compared to some of the nukes that... Oh, jeez, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. If if you ever... <clears throat> if I get a chance, I'll send you a, a chart, a video, that shows them in magnitude. Because, like, a magnitude 10 versus a magnitude 5, you'd think, oh, it's twice as big. But, it's not. Just the way the scale works, it's... Oh. Uh, yeah. It's exponentially larger, and then you've got like magnitude sixties being touched off by Russia. Ivan or Ike, I think it was Ivan. Mm-hmm. One of one of their biggest ones that we know that they've set off was like ridiculous. Yeah. Oh. I think it was like a ten mile blast radius or something. Uh-huh. Maybe something bigger. <laughs> but oh yeah, I just yeah, that's that's <laughs> it, it's almost impossible to imagine that kind of a. Power that generates or the destruction that you know, jeez. I mean, you're creating a little sun. Mm-hmm. You know, a baby sun. Like, 
<laughs> over a city. Yeah. You know, but I mean, just just to finish my thought, they're like, that was the only thing. Like, I've had the conversation. I don't know if I've ever had talked about it on a podcast, but I've talked with people before, especially when like the whole Russia Ukraine thing started, <clears throat> and they say, "Will they use a nuke?" You know, and I've had the the thought that at first I was like, "Yeah, they might," and then I went to, "Nah, there's no way they would." And I'm still kind of up in the air, I guess, but I'm leaning more toward no now because, for example, if Putin thinks of them and that land is his, why would you want to nuke your own people or your own land? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, in it, you know, I've had the argument, well, look at what they're doing now. They're bombing it all to hell. They're basically destroying it anyways. It's like, okay, but a nuke is a different type of destruction, you know. Yeah. Now you make everybody in that land an enemy forever. For one, I mean, what we've done with Japan is crazy how we've, you know, kind of healed together, mm-hmm. you know, mate, came to, came, yeah. came to amends. Right. But, um, I've thought about that too. Like in a way that nuke is kind of what saved them as crazy as that is, because if they were literally willing to die to the last person yeah, the man. women were going to kill their children and then themselves if we ever invaded, like, the mainland. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, the whole Battle of the Pacific. I mean, if we would have made it to the main island of Japan mm-hmm. and started <laughs> to take over, like, it would have been a a mass suicide. It basically would have been a genocide of an entire people. Uh-huh. And just the fact that it took two nukes, yeah. should say something. Like, the first one, most people, I feel like, that didn't have them would have been like, okay, dude, like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> we surrender. We don't know how many more you have. We don't want to know how many more you have. And then the second one is the one that kind of put the nail in the coffin. Like, all right, okay. Mm-hmm. We'd rather we all kill ourselves than you kill all of us. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll figure this out in a couple hundred years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, that ended it. <laughs> what the? And it wouldn't, ha- you know, it wouldn't have stopped. Right. That's the that's the thing is it would not have stopped. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have uh, when you have somebody that's so radical, they can put on a suicide vest for their cause, mm-hmm. or and they can line up, they can be excited to be chosen to be the. Have you ever oh, seen yeah. those videos? Oh, I, I haven't seen. No, I probably haven't seen that, but I have seen a. I seen. I remember seeing a video once about a, a woman that her son had a strapped on a bomb. You know, killed. That was a Palestinian. You know, and a, and killed a bunch of Jewish people. And I'll yeah. tell you, she was so. Oh, she was so overwhelmed with joy. Yeah, I remember seeing that. She was brought to tears. Oh yeah, she I couldn't mean, stop she was kissing like, him. Oh my God! You know, she she was just her son just blew himself into him. Vaporized himself basically, and she was so thrilled. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I know we don't understand yeah. that mentality. Yeah, but it exists and it's worth investigating because, again, now if I were to tell you right now, tomorrow, big government's going to be here to take your guns. <laughs> They're going to be here to take your guns. They're going to be here to 
to take your property because they have better use for it. You know, they're going to turn this into whatever they want because it's going to benefit the rest of this country. You might have some pretty intense feelings. I know I would. Oh, I would too. I'd say, well, they can have it after I'm gone because (laughs) fighting to the last, last bullet, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But that's kind of the same for them. You know, they, when you can put somebody in a jet or a prop plane, with just enough fuel to get out to an aircraft carrier. And you say, hey, I just I just want to confirm for the emperor, you're going to go fly this plane into that ship. The guy says, oh, I would be more than happy to. Yeah. He's crying because he's so excited. Yeah. And then you say, I'm only going to put enough fuel in to get you to that ship. Just so you know, there's no backing out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's going to be enough to get you there and then have a nice explosion when you get there. Yep. Like, yeah, you never make it back. <laughs> yeah, and how you know how are those, how are those mindsets so prevalent throughout history? Yeah. Like, no, again, I, I feel like we have them, but they're just not. I don't want to say not as extreme, but they're not aligned with. Like you yeah, wouldn't, you I, wouldn't die for the president. <laughs> yeah, and I, I never understood that. Although you know, like that kamikaze pilots and stuff you know just i don't know the suicide bombers are what gets me now i can kind of understand a a kamikaze pilot i can kind of understand it if you're already a soldier and the war is not looking good for you yeah your your equivalent of an air force is being killed like 80 percent you know you're likely going to die anyway why would you not want to go out yeah, and take as many as you can or sink a ship if possible if it's going to help your people win a war? Oh, true. What I don't understand, and again, I can't understand it completely, but I can kind of... But what I really don't understand is strapping on a vest, yeah, walking into a city square, and clacking it off, knowing that, yeah, you're going to kill people, but this isn't a battle that you're fighting. Like, it's literally a, a, a single event, and you're hoping that it's going to psychologically do damage mm-hmm. rather than physically. You're hoping that, yeah, you kill as many people as possible, but psychologically you're taking more people out than you do physically. Yeah. yeah. And I, I hate to even bring this up, because I know I've asked you like five times if you've seen this video, but... Have you seen the any of the suicide bomber videos? Uh, no. <sighs> I don't think you want to, but it is some of the craziest, craziest thing. Like, I, I've seen a lot of them, unfortunately. <laughs> There's one that sticks out. Dude looks like he's in front of a courthouse. And somebody catches him. And says, I don't know what they say because they're speaking another language. And they're... A little ways away, I'd say like a half a city block. Mm-hmm. And this guy's filming this interaction going on. There's like three people trying to grab this guy and pull him away. And they get him far enough away from this building that either he has <clears throat> the mindset that it's now or never because I'm not getting in the building. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen to me is worse because I'm going to be caught, put in jail, and never be able to fulfill my mission. Or they accidentally touch it off while they're wrestling him. Uh-huh. And anyway, this dude goes off, 
And luckily there wasn't a lot of people around him. But like you said, vaporized? Like there was a couple pieces of clothing that landed. Like he was <laughs> pink mist. Jeez. Like that. And it's uh-huh. it's horrifying. But I, I remember watching a couple videos. There's one in particular where there's this maybe like 10 or 15, I'd say 18 to 22 year olds. And it's hard to tell because they all have facial hair, you know, for mm-hmm. the most part. And they're playing this game to see who gets to wear the suicide vest. Oh, yeah. Jeez. And this guy wins, and there's a couple people that are upset. <laughs> but a lot of people are, like, high-fiving him, congratulating him. And you can see, that, like, they're sad. But, oh, yeah. But it's just like, you know, just you just won a big game. Yeah. You're upset that you lost the game, but you still have to shake hands with the other team. Uh-huh. That's exactly what's happening. There's people high-fiving him, you know, shaking him by the shoulders, being like, yeah, man, you know, you get to... Yeah, geez. you know, but it, I uh, I've never seen that. that that's that's sickening. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah. The only other equivalent would be like, you know, if we sit around, we're playing a game of poker, and the winner, <laughs> you know, gets to go in and attack the Capitol building. Yeah. You know, we're gonna we got this special vest. You know, this guy that we know rigged it up, so you know it's a good vest because he's got. <laughs> yeah. 45 five-star reviews yeah. on his vest you know <laughs> you know it's a good one you know I, I just i don't know it is one of those things though that again i think is worth exploring because uh you don't knowledge is power right and mm. it's 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 hard to ever get ahead of the ball if you don't, for example, if you're trying to, you've played golf. Yeah. You're trying true. to put the ball in the cup, right? You're on the green. You can't just pick a straight line. Yeah. The more time you take or the more experience you have looking at the lie of that green, feeling how, you know, how hard it is. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a really fast green, you know, how hard do you have to hit the ball approximately? Mm-hmm. And then you get down from a couple different angles and you look at the lie and you see, okay, it's going to go left here. So I got to aim right. And it's going to come back right here, so i got to go a little more to the left. <laughs> you pick all that out, if you just walk up to the ball and hit it, you know, <laughs> what what good is it going to do you? So it's like the more, I feel like the more we can think about it, talk about it, even though we may not agree with it or understand it, the more we can philosophize over it, the better off we'll be in the future. Maybe not preventing it necessarily, the mindset, but preventing the action, you know, because mm-hmm. the mindset I feel like is always going to be there. Like I said, if somebody tells you, hey, you know, tomorrow we're going to be there with the ATF, three tanks, and we're taking your property and weapons, you know, we have a nice place for you. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. You're probably not going to be going to that nice place because, yeah, I don't, you want, I don't see you, you surrendering yeah, I'm not everything, you, you know, you've <laughs> lived for, for, yeah, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, but yeah, <clears throat> I, uh, this is going to be a hard transition, but, uh, <laughs> actually I can make it an easier one. I can make it an easier one. You know how I was talking last week about bunny hunting? Mm, yeah. yeah. This doesn't really look like bunny hunting weather. Yeah. All right. We had a foot of snow down here. Right now I've still got about six inches in my yard. Somewhere between here and Ithaca, gone. 
Uh-huh. No snow. Yeah. So, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. No snow. I just got water now, so, man. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully we get more snow so I can do some bunny hunting because I don't... I don't mind bunny hunting when it's not snowy. I just feel like there's less fleas, and they're easier to spot the you know the contrast between the oh, white yeah. snow and the bunny. Oh yeah, a lot easier to see them. <laughs> you can go through that brush; are pretty it's hard to see them sometimes. Well, and then if you shoot one, you know about where you shot. If he's not laying right there, you yeah, can you can yeah you can kind track of track him, him. Track him, yeah. It's a little bit easier to see the bunny on the snow versus if he's in a patch of grass. Yeah, they're so camo. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was looking uh, last. I've got a picture by my bed of me and you when I built my first bow fishing boat, and we took you bow fishing over here on the flats. Oh yeah. You shot a dogfish. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Not necessarily the picture. But I remember there was a picture, Mom says she took it, of you on the river with a carp on your arrow. Oh, yeah. And ever since I was a kid, I remember seeing that picture, thinking that was the coolest thing. Like, you're shooting fish with a bow. <laughs> I remember thinking that was the coolest thing. Yeah. So. And there's literally a picture of you with your Zebco and your bow and this fish. Might have just been the fish on the, but I think I remember your Zebco being in it. You're real, mm-hmm. but you got this carp, and how that led to me eventually yeah. building a bow fishing boat, uh-huh. a couple of them, and yeah. then the airboat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I had a couple little quick questions I wanted to get out of you, some perspective thing. Now you had never been out shooting at night. Before I took you out to sh- nope. shoot. Okay. So I know it's been a while, but mm-hmm. like what was like what was kind of going through your head when uh, the lights came on and we were on the water? Well, geez, I thought it was on a spaceship at first. All the lights lit up. I thought, man, oh, man. That thing is, I was surprised. Like, a, you know, all it's, those lights. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I mean, you know, I, I've seen, you know, I've seen them on videos or TV, you know, the little you know, those uh, hunting programs and stuff, for, you know, bow fishing at night, so I'd never done it. So, And it's pretty fun, you know. But I can't say that I was uh, real successful that night, but we didn't see too many that night, but did see some. Well, it was just right over here on the yeah, flats, we didn't, too. It yeah. wasn't Saginaw Bay or anything. Right, yeah. We was right over, right close here. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that a lot when I was younger, but you know, everywhere. I mean, I especially in the springtime, I'd go down to the river where it would be flooded you know you come right up you know they would always be around lots of carps just cruising around in that shallow water there and that was one place but it was wherever they were wherever it flooded <laughs> there was lots of carps. it was a lot of fun yeah yeah and uh <clears throat> now you mentioned it being bright looking like a spaceship <laughs> What about being on the water, though? Like, oh. did you feel like you were on an aquarium? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it was neat. I can see, you know, seeing all the fish and stuff, you know. 
We're looking in the water, yeah. It was pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, I've done my fair di- fair share of daytime shooting, and it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. But, you know, the advantage yeah. is definitely to the fish. Uh-huh. The light's behind you, so you're between them and the light. Oh, yeah. You know, you got your shadow, then you got glare you're trying to combat. Mm-hmm. But, uh... So so seeing, and well, I guess hearing the plan of me building a boat and then seeing it get pieced together and then actually seeing the final product on the water, like what was that kind of, like I know well, you, you got the concept when you saw the lights going on it, but actually <laughs> seeing it. Yeah, I, did well, it I was pretty interested when you were, you know, working on it. I was see how that was all going to turn out and everything, so. Because it's something that I'd never really experienced before, so it was interesting. And then you know when you did a good job building it, and it was pretty neat. Oh, you know I liked uh, that was an enjoyable experience. It was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, then I was going to ask you about the airboat. So have you had you ever been on an airboat before? Ryan and I went and got. Nope, that was my first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and got a little surprise that night, or that day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Ryan uh, ruined it for you, didn't he? Oh, not really. I mean, uh, so you would go back Kia, on it. Because, I mean, you know, she had a little blood coming on my corner of my mouth, and that scared her. <laughs> so you would go back on an airplane? Oh, yeah, okay. that was fun. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if we've talked about it before, but basically, an airboat's like a jet ski, as far as steering. Uh-huh. This, oh, yeah. this is just for the listeners. So if you're going in a straight line, throttling, you let off the throttle, and you don't have steering. Like, very minimal steering. You have the idle steering. So you can rock your rudders left, right, but the momentum of the boat is carrying it in a certain path, and it takes a lot to overcome that directional force right <laughs> so like a jet ski if you're kicking down in a straight line you let off the throttle even if you turn you know your jet left or right you're still not going to take like a hard left or hard right you're gonna slowly turn that direction so anyway we were coming up on a log not even a log. it was a three quarters of a tree trunk it was, it was a tree basically the, t- the top Half maybe fell off the tree. And what, Ryan turned the boat to the right. Yeah. But it kept going toward the tree. (laughs) Because, again, if you're not throttling it, you're not pushing it anywhere. You're just spinning it. And we ended up hitting that stump. Basically a tree. (laughs) Yeah. At probably 8, 10 mile an hour. Yeah. Shot you across the bow of the boat, which is, what, six foot wide at the front? Yeah. Into his then-girlfriend, now wife. Yeah. That's right. I hit Sarah. Actually, I think she hit you. Yeah. I think she elbowed you. Yeah. In the mouth. Lost your hat. Somebody's hat. I think it was your hat. Went flying into the swamp. (laughs) I had to get out and get it. I was worked up for a minute. Yeah. 
Kia was safe, even though she was scared because she was sandwiched between me and Bree and Ryan. So she didn't go anywhere. None of us did in the back, which is good because we, we were up high. Yeah. So we would have endoed for sure. But, uh, yeah, that I was your Kia, first. Kia, she was upset, though, because she thought I got hurt, you know, because I just got that little blood Well, out. you did. <laughs> well, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I know Grandma was upset. Oh, yeah. She was upset. <laughs> she was upset with Ryan for a long time. Would not let him live it down. Yeah. Yep. To the point where she was like, you guys need to sell that airboat. One of you guys is going to die. Right. I, don't, I don't remember if I ever told her, but and I don't know if I've ever told you. Have I ever told you about the time we got shot at? Out oh, on the yeah. Bay. You did tell me that one story once. Yeah. That wasn't in the airboat. No. That wasn't the then brightest boat in the state. It's not now, <laughs> but I had uh, the eight 400-watt high-pressure sodium lights on it, so I had two more than the first boat I built, <laughs> and it was bright. And I had just sold the boat to one of my buddies, and I was I took him out a couple times just to kind of show him how to run it, kind of let him get used to using it. I'd be on the boat so he could navigate through some stuff, and then if he got into any problems, I could kind of help him, you know, so that way he didn't have to call me yeah. or not have service, call me at 3 in the morning, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, we were trolling around in front of this dude's house on the bay, and uh, I'm assuming he was hammered, but he thought he owned the bay. Oh, yeah. And... In typical fashion, I had to inform him that he did indeed not own the bay. <laughs> yeah. At which point, he didn't have any points to argue, mm. you know. <laughs> so he decided he was going to try and throw a rock at the boat. We were probably 50 yards offshore. <laughs> and he picks up this rock that's like 20 pounds. <laughs> not even kidding. <laughs> and he throws it like 15 foot in front of him, which is still impressive. <laughs> And then I called him a noodle arm, <laughs> at which point he proceeds to walk to his pole barn, and he comes back out and just fires two or three shots at us, <laughs> at which point I then troll out further, because it was a pistol, it was popping a pistol, like we were maybe 60 yards, still within range, oh, De yeah. definitely could have hit us, and like you could hear at least one of the bullets I heard snap. You know, it might have been eight, ten feet over our head, but I heard it snap, uh -huh. you know. And luckily for me, he was intoxicated, I'm assuming. But also probably has never shot his pistol over 20 yards. Yeah. So it was kind of overestimating the drop. Like even an arrow, you don't have to aim that high, Yeah. you know. So I think he was just kind of overcompensating the drop. Or he was intentionally shooting over us, trying to scare us, which I'd rather. Yeah. I'd rather not get shot at. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, but now there's a policy on the boat that we return fire. Oh, yeah. Like the cameras come out, and then if we get shot at, we return fire. Like yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> that's it. Like I'm not trying to sound like a badass. That's just the policy. 
Uh-huh. We're not going to yeah. shoot first, obviously. Like, we have families and stuff. But if you're going to... Yeah, actually, if you get shot at, you got a right to... Yeah, if you're going to risk me being able to yeah. enjoy the rest of my life, dude, you're done. Mm-hmm. You know? And we didn't think about it till later, but remember my blue laser? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I could have blinded the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I could have just held it in his face until we were a safe distance away and then been fine. Yeah. You know? But I figure now, with the prevalence of weapons and weapon lasers, people are probably going to think that that's a weapon that's on them, the laser's trained on them, and they might be shooting first just because they think it's a weapon laser. (laughs) Yeah. So then I was like, yeah, you know, maybe we'll just instate the policy that if we are fired upon, we will return fire. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I think it only makes sense. You know, I remember talking to an officer that night, and uh, he was like, well, why don't you guys just wrap it up? I'm like, dude, you're going to make me call the DNR. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm a sportsman. I'm exercising mm-hmm. my right to mm-hmm. enjoy the, the outdoors. Yeah. We're fully legal. Yeah. Like, you can't just tell me to leave because somebody's concerned that I'm bow fishing in their backyard. Yeah. Like, I'm not even in their yard. Right. I'm in the Saginaw. I'm in, I'm in the bay. Yeah. I'm on Lake Huron. Mm-hmm. And they have an issue. Uh-huh. I'm like, I guarantee they didn't have an issue when jet skis were bahaing out here at noon. Right. Wah, wah, wah. But yeah. because I have a little bit of light, they're upset. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> it's not like they don't have glare from the sun beaming in their window for most of the day. Right. Like what, you know? Yeah. Well, there's all kinds of people, I guess. You know, you just have to deal with them sometimes. But, you know, there's always going to be somebody like that. And now if it's out of jealousy, that's different. Uh-huh. You know, if you approach me and you say, hey, you know, I appreciate you not shooting in my backyard because I got a couple little ones in there that are trying to sleep. Mm. Cool. Mm. You know, if you want to wave me up, be all generous about it. Like, yeah, I'll make a wide loop around your property, even though I don't have to, mm-hmm. you know. But if you want to confront somebody, being like, get the F out of here. You don't need to F and be here. It's like, dude, you've got fish back here. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. You don't want me back here. Get rid of the fish. But, you know, at the same time, it's like most of the time we're just, we're trolling past somebody's house. Uh You know, it's not like you're the only person. We're not singling you out. Yeah. If we linger in your backyard, take it as a sign that you have a good backyard full of fish. Yeah. Be happy. (laughs) You know? Mm Mm-hmm. But most of the time, like I said, we're trolling right by. Yeah. You know, if you can't wait 15 seconds, you know, if it's the noise of the generator, I get that. But again, there's jet skiers and all sorts of power boats out there. The yeah. airboat, you know, if somebody wants to get cocky with the airboat, Ryan and I have already talked about it. Like, there's a fire back policy. But, it, you know, you just say, okay, thank you. Have a good night. You turn the boat around and then you throttle it. You say, I'll get out of here as fast as possible, sir. And then you hit him with a hurricane. You know? Yeah. (laughs) It's that simple. Like, if you're going to make me come up and talk to you. I've got something to put on spray on there or something. It's like skunk center. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like an oil slick, but you've got to. Yeah, I I could do that with my car that one time I I had a 65 Plymouth. I think I'd have to take two quarts of oil one up time just to make it to Lansing. 
Holy cow. Yeah, somebody pulled up behind me or something. If I, you know, tailgating me, I just floor it and a big old spray of oil come, you know. <laughs> Drop it down the gear and keep it rolling. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that would boom me just a big old black smoke and it'd be all, you know, there's a lot of little oils, <laughs> like an oil, the guy just slicked his car up with oil, you know. I mean, trying to see where he's going. But <laughs> people still do that with uh, diesel. Oh, yeah. They get their trucks all chipped out. Oh, yeah. And they just... <laughs> I saw a video. It's happened to me a few times, but I saw a video of this guy. They were start, starting some road rage type stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just a couple of guys driving in their truck. And this dude's in a little car. I don't know if... It could have been staged, but I don't know if he was like upset about what you know the truck being... A diesel yeah. and rolling coal. Like, I don't know what happened before, so there's really no context, but it's just this dude screaming. Oh, yeah. And they're like, we're coming up to him at the light. And they come up to him at the light, and the dude's got his window rolled down. And uh, he's yelling at him through the window, and they're like, okay, okay. Yeah. And then the light turns green, and they punch it, and they just fill his car with smoke, <laughs> with exhaust. Yeah. And I've had it happen back when I was riding my bike to Ashley. There was a semi, I ended up knowing the guy, but there was a semi that was coming back without a trailer. And I I hear him coming up behind me, and I hear him downshift like three gears. And I'm like, there's not another road for like three quarters of a mile. Like I had just passed a road, you know. And I'm like, oh, maybe he missed his turn, and then all of a sudden he's coming up behind me. And he just smokes me out. I couldn't I couldn't see him for like 300 yards till it finally cleared up. Like he was gone. I was like, "Man." And here I am on my bike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guy was just having, you know, having a little That's, that's all it was. Yeah, yeah. he was just playing around. Yeah, having a good time doing something. Yeah, was getting a... bored just driving so he wanted to create a little entertainment for himself. Well, it was a guy I knew and I guess he was working for somebody else and he was only been working for him for like a week so the guy was riding with him mm-hmm. while he was delivering whatever and the dude's like hey go ahead and drop it down a couple of gears and smoke this guy out <laughs> and he's like i know him and he's like even better so, <laughs> so he did it shout out john but uh yeah what was that how do we get on that oh the airboat yeah now that you say that i think I think it, I can make that happen just by a vial of skunk essence. Mm-hmm. Have a little actuator button or something yeah, yeah. where you hit the button and it pops the cap or you have it in a vial upside down, you hit the button and it blows the cap off. Yeah. yeah. So make sure you're at like yeah. <laughs> 3,000 RPMs when you hit it and it's just going to yeah paint whatever you want skunk. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> make that guy think or, you know, twice the next time, you know. Well, I don't want to get skunked again. <laughs> I mean, it would clear leaves out of your yard. Yeah. You put yeah. it on the trailer and just throttle it up. Yeah. <laughs> that night, though, actually, the, the guy I sold the boat to, his Jeep and another vehicle that were at that uh, boat launch, got the windshields broken. Oh, really? And yeah. I, we assume it was the same guy that wanted to shoot at us because... The cops, and it's literally one of the only times I've ever called the cops. They were like, yeah, we told him not to leave his house. It's like, that's not going to help, dude. 
You tell him not to leave his house, he's going to leave his house. Yeah. He's going to be like, yeah, I got to go get milk or something. You know, like that's not, that's, like, that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got back to the boat launch and the windshields were smashed. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's been worse that's happened. Trailer tires getting cut, so you're literally stranded, you know? Mm-hmm. That type of stuff happens a lot to bow fishermen, which I don't condone. Oh. If I can find it, there's a video of a guy who I've met, I know, kind of third hand. He uh, does some charters, and there's a video of him out on the bay with a group of guys that he's chartering, shooting at fish with the airboat. And some dude just walks out like 150 yards in the dark, pitch dark, just walks out, puts his hands on the airboat, and starts trying to push it around, oh, <laughs> trying to climb up on it, being like, get out of here, you don't need to be around. And, oh, really? Oh. And the guy's just like, dude, you do realize, like, this is hunter harassment. Yeah. Like, and it's all on film. And uh-huh. this dude's like, I don't give a F, get out of here. And the dude's literally got his truck parked five feet away from the water, maybe with his bright lights pointing out at this boat, mm-hmm. like it's going to help him see in the water past a couple of feet. And I don't know if you've ever walked out in the bay. It's scary. Uh-huh. There's some patches that it's like sand, and then you take another step and it's like quicksand. Mm-hmm. Like you're gone, you know? Well, just like in the river. Yeah. Like it looks fine, and then you're gone. And it's all that muskrat activity. Yeah. You know, they're ah, it's crazy. Wow. <laughs> and it changes every year. You know, you have all those cattails. And, you know, frag grass and everything else. Those muskrats get in there and start eating roots in the winter. Mm-hmm. This ice, if there is any ice out there right now, this ice about thaw, that ice starts moving and it moves all those cattails that are cut loose by the muskrats. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, you know, a hundred yard patch of cattails that are yeah. <laughs> just drifting out to sea. They end up somewhere else. Somehow they reroute, you know, and it's scary. It's always changing. Jeez, Always uh, changing. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's weird. We'll have to go uh, pan fishing out there this summer. Some of the <laughs> best pan fishing I've I've ever done has been out there. Wow, that sounds like fun. Well, I mean, it's you know, yeah. you imagine, yeah. you know, fishing in five foot of water for bluegills on any other lake when they're spawning. Mm-hmm. That whole shoreline. From Augre to Sand Point is five foot deep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. just all blue. It's it's fun. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was thinking about that the other day because you've got your knee surgery coming up. You said uh, yeah. the last one. I think you mentioned it was postponed. Yeah, and that's coming up. What Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah. Thirty first. Thirty first. Right. <clears throat> yep. So. I see you got a spin bike out there. Yeah. Well, Cheryl and Clint brought that over the other night. Because I, I was going to try and get some parts for mine, but I didn't even know they were. Cheryl did mention it once that they had a bike they could bring over, which I didn't know she was going to, but she brought that over. So I'm going to use that to kind of rehab a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's what I assumed when I saw it. I was like, oh, there you go. So you got any other plans for your surgery? What you're going to do with your 
Time off? Time down? I'm hoping that I'm not going to be tied down too long. So I don't like to be sitting around doing nothing. I like to be more active. But, so I guess if, if I can't, uh, I'll probably just, I don't know, read, <laughs> sleep. <laughs> Catch up on podcasts. Yeah, yeah. That's part of it. All that stuff. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's, you know. Anything, you got to try and go with whatever you got, you know. I mean, you know, make, you know, make what lemonade out of, what is it? <laughs> I don't know, whatever's that one. You get lemons, I guess you make lemonade or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that's why I like it. I'll find something I'm going to enjoy doing. Yeah, I mean, like I said, worst case scenario, you get to catch up on some podcasts. Like you said, reading. Further, yeah. further some education or learn about something you didn't know about or get a different opinion on something. You well, know. yeah. I'll probably wind up ordering something because I go, you know, buy something because I could spend a lot of time looking at different things I want. <laughs> well, you don't need any more parts for your victory. If anything, know, you need man. to get a new I don't pistol. know. I kind of like that. I might want to keep going. <laughs> What's next? J- yeah. just, just for the listeners, I just put, Grandpa's got a Smith & Wesson Victory 22. Started out bone stock. Heavy barrel, right? Yeah. And then you put the rail on it so you could put a, uh, an optic on it. Yep. You liked the optic. Yep. Then you got new grips. New grips, yep. And then you got the, what do they call that? The slingshot for the back of the slide. It's just yeah, like a just finger a, hook. Yeah, it's a charger or whatever I think they call it. There you it. go, yep. The charging handle. So it's got a yeah. finger hook in the back so you don't have to <laughs> pinch it. And then trigger. you got the... Yep, you got the tandem cross flat face trigger yep. with the overstop <laughs> and pre-travel adjustment. Yeah. So there's no pre-travel, no post-travel. And then the latest upgrade was the tandem cross thunder hammer. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, upon but... reading, I was like, he doesn't need this. <laughs> and then upon installing and shooting, you don't need it. Your, your trigger pull was already like two pounds, <laughs> two and a quarter max. And that thunder hammer drops it down about half, so you got like a pound and a half of. Yeah, just the way I wanted it. <laughs> you're gonna sneeze, like I like I said earlier, you're gonna be shooting out there into a headwind. You're gonna take the safety off, and your gun's gonna go off because <laughs> yeah. just the breeze well, is gonna set it off. <laughs> well, we'll see. Long as it's pointed, <laughs> okay. in the, long as it's pointed in the same direction all the time, I guess it'll be all right. So. I mean, I'll have, you know, I'd have to make sure that everybody knows about it. Just going to shoot it. So. What are you going to do? Get another upgrade? Have, have it laser engraved on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. Might you not be know. a bad idea. Because yeah. you're eventually going to forget to tell anybody, like, hey, oh, hey, hey, before you pow. Yeah. They're going to take the safety off and it's going to go off. <laughs> just, the, just, yeah. just the jostling of trying to get the safety off. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, shouldn't do too much damage. It's only twenty-two. <laughs> I mean, not doing too much damage. Only what's what's you know, shooting a hole in your your what? your uh, your zero turn tire or oh yeah, it's well, in your holster. You go to pull it out of the holster and yeah, that'll be an issue. I'll have to be real careful with that. What needs your surgery getting done on? Right. And that's your yeah. strong side carry? Yeah. 
you might have another one coming up, <laughs> coming up early spring. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't need back-to-back surgeries on my well, <laughs> But you needed that thunder hammer. Well, yeah. That's, <laughs> um, yep. that's the sacrifice you were willing to make right there. <laughs> now I got it. Now I'm going to have fun with it. I mean, about the only other thing I could think of would be a grip safety to put on it, which you can't put one on there, but... I mean, I'd be a lot more comfortable with a grip safety. <laughs> that way you have to have it gripped right mm-hmm. and the analog, the thumb Don't safety know. off. <laughs> kind of like a 1911, you know. But, yeah. uh... <laughs> yeah, I think, if anything, you just need to buy another one. Get yourself a Ruger Mark IV... Or get another victory and then get the carbon fiber barrel. All that good stuff. Yeah. I could get the carbon fiber barrel and just put it on one I got now. I'd have everything. <laughs> I mean, that's true. You could upgrade the barrel. You have a sight on there you don't even use, your front sight. So you might as well just get a whole new barrel without one. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, the answer is probably no, but you f- shot show? Yeah, well, shot show was last Tuesday through Friday. Oh yeah, I seen it, but I yeah. Did you no. did you follow anything on there? See any? Uh, not really. No, no, I haven't. Yeah, so I don't know if there's anything still available. But well, it's Why basically it? just like a just a sh- like an industry show mm-hmm. for all the manufacturers release. It, you know. Yeah, their new stuff and stuff. Right. So. There's a couple cool things I figured uh, you'd find interesting. Smith & Wesson released a new lever action. Oh, I did see that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a 44 mag, wasn't it? Yeah, 44 and 4570, I believe. Uh, oh, yeah. So, and then I think they're going to branch into a couple other calibers. I think they said 3030, maybe? They're looking at that. Uh-huh. Um. <clears throat> Let's see what's another one. Oh, Walther, the PDP. Yeah. They released the uh, steel frame version. Oh. They leaked that a little while ago. Um, and then I guess they're doing like four or five more models in steel frame. So the PDP SD Pro, that's the one I showed you that I would get in mm-hmm. polymer. They released that a few months back in steel frame. And now they're doing, I believe, their whole PDP line they're offering in steel frame, too. Hmm. Which, well, if, if you're going to get it, you know, not to carry. I mean, even to carry, if you're, you know, larger frame or whatever, steel frame would be fine. But just to shoot or to carry around with you, a side holster, you know, outside the waistband, out in the woods, whatever, yeah. just as a, as a tool. Yeah. Steel frame's not a bad one because it's a little heavier. It's going to shoot flatter. It's going to return to zero quicker, you know. Uh-huh. So your point of aim is hardly going to change. Um, yeah. So, but that's also double the price point. You're looking oh. at, instead of, you know, $800, $900, you're looking at like $1,800. <laughs> worth it, in my opinion. If, if you're going to use it a lot or you're going to shoot competition with it, it's already got probably the best trigger or at least the top two or three best triggers in the industry is better than the trigger on my competitor. Mm. And I mean, you've shot that, you know, that's pretty, pretty nice trigger. Yeah. Um, 
there's a company that's doing it's uh like a 3d printed aluminum or titanium foam for their suppressors so the internals are like a foam but it's really it's metal foam yeah and just from the video of them shooting it quiet oh really like they were shooting next to I mean, I watched probably 10 different suppressor videos from SHOT Show. And that suppressor was almost movie quiet. Almost movie quiet. (laughs) Jeez. Like, that's on film, you know. In person, it might be a little different. Mm -hmm. But I believe they were shooting 9 out of it, 9 mil. And I want to say 300 blackout or 308 maybe. (laughs) But... If it was a twenty-two, it'd be movie quiet. You know, twenty-twos uh-huh. are already really quiet out of a suppressor. Yeah. Um, wow. And then there's a company that's making for like concealed carry. The, uh, like my Sig, right? Mm-hmm. They make a chassis for it that's got it's like a push button. A stock flips out from the side. Oh. So you carry it like a pistol, you can run it like a pistol, but then you hit this little button and this spring-loaded stock comes out so you can shoulder it. Uh-huh. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, there, there's just a bunch of, I could honestly literally go on all day. There's a company that's making a 50 caliber, like a, for like a Barrett 50 cal, but a drum mag. <laughs> so instead of five rounds or 10 rounds... It's like 30, I believe. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you would need to yeah. have a drum mag for a 50 cal, but <laughs> it's out there. You know, that's pretty cool. There's a pump action AR. <laughs> really? So for like California or any other states oh, yeah. like that, there's a pump action, but it's selectable. So if you're in a state oh, that you can have it semi-auto oh, yeah. or not, uh-huh. you can select it to semi-auto. Otherwise, it's pump action, yeah. and it looks sweet. Mm-hmm. It looks awesome. <laughs> like I said, there's just there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, I saw. I have one, some of it. There's one of them. Something. Yeah, I think <laughs> some I, point. I think you need to get a nine. Yeah, that's what I'm going to get. Um, last thing I'll tell you about MCX. Do you know who MCX is, by chance? Nope. They make rifle stocks. Oh, do they? So yeah. like. Uh, PRS shooters, precision rifle shooters. Uh-huh. A lot of the the stocks they make are targeted toward that market. Uh-huh. They make some other stocks for like hunters and stuff, but they're all basically like really high quality. They look yeah. sweet. They partnered with... Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but they partnered with an air rifle company uh-huh. and they made this pre- precision air rifle. Oh, yeah. And it's... Uh, it's one of the PCPs, you know, oh, so yeah. you charge it with air. Right. Yeah. It's awesome. It mm. looks sweet. <laughs> From so, what I could tell, it shoots sweet. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the price point on that's like 1800 maybe oh. a little more. I can't, I don't know if they said, but I was looking online for them. And it might have just been the stock that I was looking at. Because like I said, I, I was yeah. just kind of looking quick while I was watching the video, but. Yeah, there's. Well, some of those PCPs though are 
two grand anyway. Yeah. You know, so. I was talking to a guy at Clear one time up to Jay's. That's all he hunts with. And Air rifle? For yeah, what, like yeah. deer? Or? Uh, yeah. You know, he he showed me some of the pictures. He said, animals and deer and shot, man, those things are wicked. I mean, of course, it's oh, yeah. just like the, you know, it's like a rifle. I mean, you know. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he even gave me a card or something. Somebody told me he wanted, if I needed any more information about, you know, this one guy that he knows that does everything about those, and he want to know what what to get. You know, he he told me about it, but I, I don't know. I just uh, I I thought it'd be, be kind of neat to hunt with something like that. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> it would. But there's something about the smell of gunpowder. Yeah, right. I you mean, that's it. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you that's can't. True. I don't know yeah. what it is. Yeah. Like even shooting like, skeet. What do they sound like? I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that on. Yeah, <laughs> just a blast of air. I can, you know, it's amazing how they that they can generate the power with those. I mean, I'm you know I'm sure they snap because some of those break the sound barrier, so I'm sure they snap. But there's also those that are suppressed, yeah, or integrally suppressed. So I can't imagine you would need a suppressor if it wasn't breaking the sound barrier or loud in some way. Mm-hmm. Didn't Fred Eichler? Didn't he have one? He partnered with Benjamin. I think it was a three fifty seven. He was killing coyotes with. He's. I think I remember seeing. Oh yeah, I think I seen that once, but I can't remember what you know. Yeah, I think it was Benjamin. I'm pretty sure it was, but I don't remember what uh, caliber he was shooting with that. Yeah, I think he was shooting hogs. Oh, I hogs. Sh- yeah, it might have been hogs. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Oh, shooting yeah. Shooting a hog, that's... Oh, yeah. Coyote's well, hide I mean, is like paper compared to a hog. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And that was 10, 15 years ago yeah. that they were doing that. <laughs> Crazy. Yep. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, I'd love to work for one of those companies, just yeah. te- test and do an R&D on, uh, <laughs> is that the TV I hear? Mind muting that for me, DJ? Thank you. Yeah, I can only imagine, like, what it takes to get the rifle to that point, oh, to yeah. where it comes to market. I'd love to be behind the scenes. and Right. Yeah, it'd be fun. Whether it's engineering or just the testing. Mm-hmm. Seeing all the testing it goes through, because it probably goes through a lot for, I'd almost say, a year or two before it comes to market. Yeah. So just being on some of those hunts and shooting those ballistic gels, <laughs> you know, and dummies and all the stuff just to see what it does. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be fun. You know, and then maybe I'd feel a little bit different about them, because right now I don't think I'd... I definitely wouldn't use one for woodchucks. You know, I wouldn't prairie dog with one, but I would... I definitely, you know, and I have. I've killed squirrels with them. Var, you know, small pests, varmints. I'd love to. Yeah. Bunnies, you know. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Chipmunks, you know. <laughs> those are good days, chipmunking with pellet guns. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so what, uh, well, actually, you know what? DJ, you want to you wanna hop on here for a minute and chat at Grandpa while you're here? All right, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this really quick. No reason to be nervous. It's just grandpa. All right. Is it on? You guys are live. Oh, okay. 
got anything well, you want to ask him? <laughs> um, no, I don't well, know. We I, can just, you know, we, uh, <laughs> shooting our, well, that's the same thing happened to me. <laughs> uh, well, we, DJ and I was kind of tuning up his bow today. He had to retrieve a few arrows out of the yard. <laughs> Well, Missed the target. Explain, uh... <laughs> we'll get it down. Ex ex explain that. D you got DJ a new bow. Or oh, yeah. Well, I, 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 got a, I had a bow that I bought from my brother-in-law. And it was pretty fun. And DJ, you know, fit pretty good for both of us. And I kind of enjoyed shooting that. So I thought, well, you know what? Maybe I'll just buy me a new one. And, and that's what I did. So I give my old one to DJ. So... So we plan on uh, knocking down a big buck this fall. So yeah. So I told you we're uh, sh tuning up today. So. Okay, Deej. <laughs> well, <laughs> you were saying we had to find a couple of those arrows. I was thinking, them <laughs> arrows can fly pretty far. For but, oh, it's only set to fifty pounds, and like, yeah. We were shooting that one day, and I bumped the trigger on my release, and oh yeah, well, <laughs> sent that thing. I wasn't even full draw, and. Yeah, yeah, we look. Uh, <laughs> don't let me throw you off, but introduce yourself. Oh, um, I'm DJ. Uh, I guess you could say one of Grandpa's grandsons, you know. Not DJ. Annis. Or Dustin. <laughs> Dustin Jr. Dustin Jr. <laughs> Dustin James. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, we like to say the second around here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you call me Dustin the second. But, yeah, well, actually, as. DJ's dad came out early this morning to bring us a uh, 17 out, and we had to, we shot that for a while. Got us, he got a new scope on it, so we got that shooting pretty good. Yeah. Shoot as good as yours? I you haven't shot, you know, yeah, we, I don't know. We shot, the last time uh, we shot at uh, about, was it 80 yards? Yeah. Yeah, it was 80 yards. And we got pretty good groups there at the end there. Pope, you know, time we uh, moved it a few times. But it was shooting all right. I don't think it We've shot a lot better groups with Grandpa's gun, but, well, the but you know what? I, I think the difference is that is, is uh, I got more power in mine. I can, you know, my my scope is just yeah, up to seven, so mine's is twelve. Yeah, twelve, and then you got the extra. So I can uh, when I'm shooting at eighty yards, I can get a little. I don't know. It's just nicer. I think that yeah. gives you a little bit, a bit better option to. I'm gonna argue. Okay. I think the reason is because yours has a deresonator. Well, yeah, that could be. I got a resonator on mine, so that kind of helps. It does shoot fairly well. <laughs> well, you know, that's why I put it on one on my 22 after that. Which so, I already shot. Yeah, but yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I helped it. <laughs> oh, is that the little black thing on the end of the barrel? Yeah, that rubber. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you know, that's like. Barrels are going to vibrate a little bit, and that kind of helps. Uh, and, yeah. uh, so it helps a little bit the accuracy. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, we saw most of the day. I don't know how many times, how many shots you got off today, but <laughs> with your bow, I mean. Oh, geez, probably 100 by now. <laughs> At least. Yeah. We heard you out there whacking the target. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's. Yeah. I, I don't know when I came in, all of a sudden I cracked. I said, what is, geez, you can hear them hitting the. Every time the arrow hits the target out there, it's that's pretty yeah. loud. <laughs> I got it 
shooting all right. I kind of ran out of time before it got too dark, and I couldn't see my target. Just <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, it was already dark. We could hear you quack, and I thought, oh, man, I'll see, see yeah. that target. <laughs> I had to switch targets. I was using that green one, and I was shooting green on green, so I had to go oh, switch yeah. to the white one. <laughs> well. Let me do this. Let me, let, me, let me help you along. Tell me a little bit about you guys. Well, not me, but all of us listeners about you fishing in the rivers. You were mentioning you don't have much river experience yet. Oh, yeah. Tell us a couple stories or what you think of it, what kind of fishing you've done, that type thing. Well, I've only really done a little bit of trout fishing, and I've liked it. It's definitely one of the top things I like to fish for now with only doing it like four four or five times but yeah we're going to get more fishing in because it's uh, i love trout fishing it's yeah. just well you know it's just fun fishing but it's just being there around the stream and stuff you know yeah. that's that's really nice and it's yeah we haven't tried to fly fishing yet we do you know we've just been spin fishing yeah we have well, a little bit but yeah but so i just we gotta get in Get you involved in that a little bit. Yeah. I, I got. I want to do more of it too. But like I said earlier, I still got a lot of things I got to experience before I really get the. Oh yeah. Say well, I. You know what? You're I've young. Fish the river, you know. Be it. Yeah. See, well, I'll tell you what. You're a lot younger than I am. Before I ever started, I went, you know, trout fishing. So I, yeah. I was just one of those things that never, you know, was far away. And I mean, you know, we didn't have that option. I didn't. I never thought he did, but. <laughs> I wish I had started a lot younger because yeah. I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's always a good time. I don't think I've ever had a bad time in the river, except well, I had to haul you in that one time. That was Well, yeah. No, we were salmon fishing that time. Yeah, yeah that was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh, um, well, what happened? Don't just breeze over it. <laughs> well, oh, well, we were walking down... Or maybe it was upstream, downstream, upstream, one of the two, and we needed to cross over, and we thought we found this good point. I guess Yeah. it was just a little too rocky, and I almost had gotten across. I was so close, and Grandpa lost his footing, and <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, you. all right. He might be able to get himself up, I think he... I don't know, man. I, I did, that was uh, weird. I just you know, went down with a rock... It was pretty fast current right there. I mean, it was right. Yeah. It was a spot where that current was really fast, and the rocks were really slippery. So I lost my balance, and then I couldn't get up. And I was, I know my head went under once. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. He's, that's uh, when I, he started bobbing. Now I, I was like, right. started bobbing in the water. And DJ, <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to. I, I know that there was uh, some logs just down river, maybe ten yards, and I, I thought, man, I don't want to wind up there. But DJ grabbed me. Yeah. <laughs> I jumped in. I almost wiped out. We would have both, yeah, both been floating down the river. Um, yeah, we almost both went. I almost hauled <laughs> him in, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh, had my phone in my pocket and everything. I figured uh, be yeah. all right. I'd rather lose a phone than a grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, we made it. But, man, that was, <laughs> that was just, you know, that kind of woke me up a little bit. No, wow, you got to be really yeah. careful. Luckily, I had that jacket or you would have been. <laughs> pretty cold the rest of the day when we yeah that's right I had to, yeah i was i went all the way under yeah um, it, was, <laughs> it was crazy yeah 
That was yeah, one of those one of those things that we'll yeah. always remember. Yeah, yeah. DJ saved me. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, actually, that the draw once, but a little bit different. But he was just kind of floating six. down. He had the best down. <laughs> well, yeah. It's a good thing I was downstream from him. He he was he went uh, got over his <laughs> little too deep. That's what happens, you know, when you first, you got to be, be careful there. You, you get out there as far as you think you can go, and then all of a sudden the bottom starts slipping away from yeah. you. You know, you start sinking down. And then that's what happened. I think the drill, when he went to, <laughs> got too just, deep, and then all of a sudden he's floating down. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being a six-year-old. Let me just say, you did save me, but I was six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I had to... Re- well, I, I couldn't go out any farther. I was out as far as I could go. I had to reach out and get a hold of him one by, you know, like grab yeah. hold of his hand or something, you know. <laughs> Net him. Probably would have been small enough to yeah. scoop him up. It was yeah. scary. Yeah? It was scary because we were in a spot in the river where he wouldn't have been able to get me for like 300 yards because <laughs> it was all the holes after that. Yeah? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah that was yeah. probably good. Game, I don't know. I'm surprised... You know, Carol had ever let us go back fishing after she found out about that. <laughs> well, she was there when it happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. We she went was... back and she had that steelhead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if she wouldn't have caught that steelhead during the salmon run, we probably wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. She, she yeah. forgot all about it. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, cool. Look at this fish. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and you fell in the river? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you had some fun, too, huh? Look <sighs> yeah. what I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. That's that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you ever tell DJ about the log jam? No, I was just tell? thinking about that, but I'd have to tell you do that because you were the one involved in it. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll tell him about it sometime. Not right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that was funny too. Yeah, there's some good experiences on the streams. You know, yeah. so I've had a couple of them. So that one time, I almost. I was walking along along the edge, trying to go across where the river was around that bend there, but the PM there, it back about the same place where you, you know, had to grab you <laughs> on that <laughs> backside. Yeah, uh, what's up? You grabbed me. At was oh, that's right. It was okay. Yeah, you're right. It's. This was a tonight. <laughs> I was walking along. I was on solid ground. All of a sudden, I take a step and I'm down to my waste and i'm man i don't know it's like quicksand yeah i could hardly get out of there because i mean you know that was that shocked me i mean i was surprised you know he just sat there and he think it's you're stepping on this hard ground and man it's, you're down and you don't know if you're going to keep going or what yeah it's definitely not hard to find yourself in some sticky situations yeah yeah yeah, yeah. very unpredictable um yeah only really falling in once and it was we we're just walking on the side of the stream oh, really that's we were right. I forgot about that. one yeah. wrong step and i was in but yeah dj fell off the bank right into the river yeah it wouldn't have even been that bad but I had to save the fishing pole you know like can't land on the fishing pole so i yeah. had to throw me in the pole out of the way and yeah i forgot about that yeah, greg was with us yeah he made sure to really give me a hard time on that one yeah yeah i know but we got but but Gravy did the same thing. And it's funny because um, we were uh, I was he had a salmon on for a long time, and I was video taping it. You know, 
And then he was kind of, it was a tough spot. I mean, right close to shore, you could hardly get in. And I can't remember, I think he just, he was coming up close to shore, you know, and he slipped and fell, he went under, and he, as soon as he comes up, he says, I hope he didn't get that on tape. I said, God, you know, we're afraid if he's going to, you know, make a show everybody because that's the first thing he thought of, you know. And I looked at it, I wasn't sure because I quit recording it. So I just got the very end of it. So I do have it, you know. Just <laughs> Put that on a yeah, ASV. He knew that was going to happen. He spent hope he didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, uh, tell him about some of the clay banks. Not like clay banks, the access, but some of the. Oh, the stuff, sir? No, no, no. Oh, not, not the place, but like some of the banks that are clay. Mm. Oh. Uh, what do you mean? What do you want to talk about? Like just how you can't walk up on Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those things are slippery. And then you, I mean, you know, they're steep. You got to stay yeah. off of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might wind up at the bottom if you're halfway up. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Those things are. And they go right to the river. Yeah. Like, there's no landing. It's yeah, you go right down to the river. <laughs> yeah, you go right down to the gone. river. You're in the, yeah, the river is right to at the, the bottom. Abyss. Yeah, you got to stay away from those. Try and find some conversation. You were talking about how you said you didn't want it on camera. It's one of those rare times you don't want something on camera. Like, yeah. It seems like I'm always finding myself, I was like, man, really got to get a GoPro or something. Like, um, <laughs> Yeah. To the contrary, I would want it on camera. Yeah. That'd be... Good content. Yeah. <laughs> For views, you put it on YouTube or something. <laughs> La- yeah. Last Saturday, oh, that's right. we had a <laughs> good little cool. accident. I was at my girlfriend's house, and her dad needed a ride. They had a big squirrel cookout. They had the squirrel competition. I guess he had just a couple too many he didn't want to drive. So we went and hopped in their Ranger, and I was driving to go get him. And it was all three of us in that Ranger my girlfriend, me, and her sister, we get on to Ferris Road over by Carson. And we were going about 30. And I I was like, all right, this is taking too long. So I gave it a little more gas, and turns out it's a one-wheel drive side by side. I had no idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we just start spinning, and then we spun out, and I'm sitting there trying to correct this. And next thing you know, we hit the snow, flipped it right over. Everybody was fine. Ranger was fine. and. <laughs> I'm trying to get up, and I'm helping her sister out. She's like 12. I'm helping her out, and she had to hold me. She got her leg up, and we started tipping. I was like, you got to let go. She didn't <laughs> let go. We come down, and her phone came down. It blew my lip right open, clean through. And you see the oh. scar. Yeah, I had to get five stitches. And I was thinking, I was like, that had been really funny to get on camera. You know, <laughs> Just watch my leg stick up in the air, and I fell down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you hit a deer because of all the blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yeah, that there's, was, a, there's a lot of blood. You won't forget that story. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. That one of those kind of things you remember the rest of your life. Yeah, <laughs> you hold it over her head when she's your ex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you know, I hate you, but you know, I hate your sister. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blew my lip open. No, she, her poor sister. She was having a hard time. She was bawling her eyes out. She was like, your lip? I go, I've had plenty of holes in me. I think I'll be all right. And she yeah. gave me a hug, and I was, like, bleeding all over profusely. I was like, dude, you got to, like, get away. Jeez. Everybody was crying. I started crying because I just crashed an $11,000 machine. It's not even mine. Jeez. 
Yeah. Well, it was a good time. And then now you know how Kia felt when Grandpa flew across the airboat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, that's what I was thinking about that when you said he was bleeding on his lip. Yeah, that upset her. She was. <laughs> yeah, and then we got to the hospital. The lady who gave me my stitches, she must have had some like Nordic jeans in her or something. She had a, her name was like Yorsef or something. She must have been <laughs> six. Like Olga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. She was like. Six three, probably about two hundred pounds, and she was lean. Jacked. Yeah, I, I thought it might have been a man for a second. And it turns out, nope. Yeah. Unless they strange times. they had a na- name change. It, she did have a girl name, and she had feminine features that outweighed the male features that you'd see in somebody with like a sex yeah. change. You know. Yeah, that's kind of scary when you want to get somebody you know, working on your. So your lips up and this <laughs> this gorilla's leaning over her front. Yeah, it looks like oh, she's gonna oh, oh, it's still. <laughs> waiting for her to walk in, drop her axe on the table. <laughs> Give me a, <laughs> just yeah. a, a you want to lip off, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you want me to do with this when I get it off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I tried my dad, he wasn't very happy with the um Dr. Bill, and I like to make light on bad situations, so I'm sitting in the hospital, doctor's like, yeah, it took a pretty good chunk out of you, and I go, you know, really wish I knew where it was at. <laughs> yeah, My dad's like, jeez Louise, he's sitting there thinking about the bill he's about yeah. to get in the mail. Yeah. 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 That's right. We were squirrel hunting prior to that, so I had my hunting coat on, I still haven't gotten that back from her house, it's I left it on the road, and they must have picked it up, threw it back in the ranger, and just drove it back home. So I got to wash that when I get it back. It's sitting in a room collecting perfume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it'll scare all the deer away. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah so to... maybe, I don't know, maybe it might draw them bucks in. She shoots pretty yeah. big bucks. She, <laughs> she shot a... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. She's got, they got that good land over There's there. There's nice bucks over there. Yeah, her little sister, the one who blew my lip open, I think she shot like two 14-point bucks and 11 points. She's only 12. <laughs> She's, I was like, what, wow. <laughs> what the heck? You know? Yeah. Yeah, what? what? About I, your deer? That uh, little six-point I shot this year or just any of the any deer? Of them, yeah. Well, I haven't shot any. Well, I shot one deer worth talking about, and I... Well, they're all worth talking about. Well, yeah, every deer's got a good story, but... Oh, yeah, that was a good story, because we... (laughs) I screwed that up. Yeah, so... I was with you when you you shot that... Shot at that... We we watched that buck for quite a while. Yeah, it was November 11th. It was the morning. We'd probably been in the woods for a while. I think it shot at around 11 o'clock, probably. Yeah, but... This... Deer walks out. It's a nice buck. I didn't realize how big it was at first, you know, and I'm shaking like a dog crapping peach pits, you know. <laughs> and I'm sitting there cramping, and I'm like looking at Grandpa. It's like, that buck's huge. That buck's huge. Biggest buck I've ever seen in my life. And he's on this doe, and they're just walking around, and I'm trying to get a shot. He just won't present one. He's too quartered, or he's behind a tree. And eventually he gave me slightly quartering shot. wasn't the best shot I would have wanted, but it was now or never, you know, and I shot, and I look at Grandpa, and he goes, I think you missed. <laughs> I seen the arrow going, and I thought it looked like it, 
Yeah, he I, shot right over the top of me. I, I so, face palmed and just about started bawling my eyes out. Yeah, yeah. You know, figured you got to look right. No blood for a while. Yeah, that was a problem. We couldn't because I, yeah. I thought he missed. You know, we were looking all over, so I couldn't, we couldn't find no blood or anything. You know, so so we just follow this trail. We think he ran down and splits. I go. Here, you take this left side, I'll take the right side. And I'm going over this log on that right side, and I look. First bit of blood is right on that log. I yelled as loud as I could, blood, blood, blood. Grandpa walks over, and I'm waiting for him, and the heck's that smell? (laughs) Look to my left, there's that buck sitting there. So he was was quartering like that, and I was using the crop. Two. So I shot. Came in through his left shoulder, hit the lungs, right? And then it went through the gut so I could smell him. And I forgot to say when I shot him, after he ran a little bit, I, I think I heard him fall. Because he just let out this big scream, you know? Because I don't think the arrow went in as much as it did because he fell on the arrow. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I know. That was, I remember when I thought, well, I was surprised, man, DJ says, I got blood. I, yeah. Ooh, okay. And when I time I got over there, we just he spotted yeah. it laying. It was laying there. I'm uh, guessing he probably went to jump that log, hit it, blew some blood on it, and then just tumbled the rest of the way down, landed <laughs> on that uh, the arrow, and finished yeah. himself off. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, it was a nice book. Yeah, yeah, really nice book. Eight point had a broken tie, and he would have been a nine. Uh, we never scored him in any yeah. ways. He's probably. 120s, 130s. I don't think he would quite have been a 140s buck. Yeah. Oh, well, it was a pretty nice one. Yeah, we were happy about that. Yeah. Because I was, too, because I thought, <laughs> well, because I was really happy after I seen it, you know, we finally found him. Because I, I don't know, from my perspective, when I seen the arrow headed right, I thought it was just right before it hit that deer, and I just, it just looked like to me the angle he's going to go right over the, right mm-hmm. over the back. Apparently not, though, so I was wrong with that one. Yeah, so, we sat there for a while thinking, I was like, he was like, so uh, what uh, What dot did you use on the scope? And I, yeah. I, I, I said, I used every dot. The right one. The right one. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was, yeah, he made a pretty good shot because that was probably about, I don't know, how far do you think that was over there? 30-some yards. Yeah, at least. It's over, yeah, it's over 30. Yeah. yeah, this is my first year using a compound that unfortunately oh, i wish I, yeah, I I wish I had an earlier start with them compounds, but that was my hey, third deer, yeah, you shot a couple of other yeah of little I shot one little four point when I was nine out of a big heated shack, sitting there <laughs> drinking coffee, you know eat, deer eating candy, you know that was with that forty four mag I got now, um. Yeah. Didn't you shoot a doe this year? I did. I shot a doe. Tell me about that. 44 mag, right? Yep. So it was youth season. We set up a pop-up blind on the other end of the field by the road. Is that the one that got stolen? That was the one that yeah. got stolen. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good story, too. That's not. <laughs> well, it's a bad story. It's a bad story, but it makes for, <laughs> makes for a good story. I uh, know. I'm still ticked <laughs> off about that. I can imagine. But... We set it up right by the field, or on the field by the road, which was very convenient. You just walk right down the road. And I think we hunted in it a, a day or a couple of months. I don't know, but I months. remember when we were 
that that morning or that day, he said, I, I think uh, DJ says, well, I don't think I'll shoot a doe today. If I see one, I'm not going to shoot a doe. I said, okay. I'm the most, yeah, irresponsible hunter you'll ever meet. I shoot <laughs> anything. There's a like a little four or six point. I never really t- could tell that walked by us. And yeah, we did that. see a buck before that, but that that those steps out of the woods, and I don't know, it's one side of the field, the other. I don't, you know, we were shooting about forty five degree angle too. So it was a pretty long shot. Well. 60 degrees, 60 degrees, 160 yards. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't want to, hold on. Okay. I don't want to say, I don't want to let you slide on saying irresponsible hunter. (laughs) Okay. Indecisive. Indecisive, yeah. I'm a responsible hunter. I don't just go, you know. Yeah. Indecisive. Yeah, I just. Irresponsible would be like, you're deer hunting, a turkey walks by, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've been known to shoot coons and woodchucks while I'm deer hunting. <laughs> That's fine. I have yeah, it's a, it's it you know pest. Yeah. Look, pest control is not something that you. It's a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's um, there's times you can be like, all right, you know, I'll let him walk because it's been a good night. You know, it's prime rut, whatever. Yeah. But then there's also nights that you're like. I can kill this raccoon now and still hunt for two hours. Yeah. It's getting dark. I can kill him now and get down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's not get him mixed up. Yeah. Indecisive. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah indecisive. Yeah. I'm pretty responsible. Um, Wait with that. Done with that? I'm going to grab a... I'll grab one more if you want. Yeah. I'm okay. Well... Uh, <laughs> yeah, this doe. Yeah, we go ahead. The grass was still at this point pretty tall in the field, and this doe walked out from this hill with tall grass. He, she kind of walked out. We didn't see her exit the woods. Yeah. So uh, I was like, hmm. hmm. <laughs> yeah. I told Did Grandpa, you? I was like, I'm the shooter. Yeah. Did you? Say, I think I'll shoot her. I yeah. Said, go ahead. So I lined it up and let one fly on her, and then oh yeah, we yeah we knew we. Was, he nailed it. Yeah, you can geez. see that little, little kick. Yeah, nice. mule kick. Yeah, the old mule kick yeah. there. And I said, "Well, you got him." She he probably. Said, I smoked him. Yeah, she probably. Yeah, I knew that, that gun's a nice, accurate gun at most yeah. yardages. So. Oh yeah, and you made a great shot on it. She must have ran thirty-five-ish yards, clean double lung. I think I even got some yeah. heart there. Yeah, great shot on her. That's. Uh, yeah. Only like the fourth animal i've even killed with that 44 that deer a, a woodchuck a coon and that other deer <laughs> yeah that it's done well, it do, does some damage to the yeah, the varmints that 44 does does some damage yeah only problem with it is it's it's a pain to find good shooting ammo oh yeah any ammo yeah that 44 is hard to get to Hard to find it. You have to order it. Can't find it on yeah. any place. But it's fun. Definitely oh, yeah. a fun gun. Oh, lever yeah, action. It's a neat gun. It's a Henry. Yep, lever action. So yeah. Get yeah. bored. Uh, I, I was pretty thrilled about that because I, I don't know why, but it's something about when he shot that door. I thought, man, he made a good. I said, I, I do remember asking you. I said, you got a good rest? And he says, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a makeshift rest. So on that blind it doesn't have velcro it has little clips that clip around the poles and yeah <laughs> so i sat it on that clip at an angle or that clip was at an angle on the pole so it kind of leverage itself 
and I could set my gun on it at any height I wanted. Yeah. So you that's what a, I did. I said, yeah, you got a good rust. He says, yep. So yep. I said, okay. Boom, let the hammer drop on her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, I was pretty excited about it. Everything worked out just right that one. So even yeah. that was the dough, it was still fun to. Yeah. Nice experience for me, too. Yeah. I really liked that. It's, it's good. I got to grab some steaks, too. Don't let me forget. Oh, okay. You know, All right. And those, even those does are good practice for gutting. I've <laughs> yeah. been pretty good at gutting so far. Yeah, he's actually he does pretty good. DJ, well, he's probably better than me, though. You know? <laughs> I yeah, think I, was, I just get lucky. I, he does. I mean, he's, he's faster. I mean, you know I, what else they're good for, though? Population what? control and <laughs> yeah. filling your stomach. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I was talking. I think we've got a pretty good, for the little amount of bucks we've got coming through now, with, you know, so much land getting chopped down, taken away from them. They're going to other places. I think our ratio is good. I think, like, I can't remember exact number. That's ideal. But, um, like, a 5 to 1 maybe is pretty good. Mm-hmm. You don't want your bucks to be outweighed by your does too much, or else there's just no competition. <laughs> no, but, yeah, you want to, I'd say closer to 1 to 4 maybe. Yeah. Because every year, you know, you're going to have more fawns. Yeah. And there's, like, your video of the fox and the fawn. Yeah. yeah. There is that <laughs> happening, but then there's also, you know, deer getting hit by cars and all these mm-hmm. things. So the mortality balances, but it seems like there's more does that make it from fawn to adulthood than bucks for whatever reason. Yeah. I have a theory that the bucks are more, they're more playful. Yeah. I mean, all, all fawns are playful, but I have a feeling, I have a theory that the bucks are more adventurous. They're quicker to get away from their moms, so there's less protection. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even though they get in bachelor groups, to get accepted into a bachelor group as a younger buck is probably a bigger deal than people blow it up. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're bachelors. They all hang out together, which they do, but... Just like you in high school. Like, you don't hang out with every group of guys, yeah. you know. So, mm-hmm. and with the doe, I mean, everybody basically accepts them for the most part because they're does, other than other does, which, again, in high school, <laughs> you know, there's the same thing. But You know, and another thing about the land around here in the bucks is, you know, you got guys like me, lots of indecisive shooters, lots of, you know, seven-year-olds <laughs> with... Pink 223s, well, not around here, you know, because right. it's the straight-walled cartridge rule. But you got a lot of little kids hunting the state land just trying to get their first deer. So if this was all private, like R40 and then that over there and that, those were privately owned, and even if it wasn't owned by hunters, there'd maybe even be a little better population, but... Oh yeah, that makes a difference if you're hunting at state ground yeah. or private properties. So. It's it's hard to get big. I mean, it, it does, it does. But you got to remember too, like, and I'd like your input, Grandpa. I'll let you guys riff on this. But have you seen an uptick in hunters since crossbow and straight wall? Because back when it was shotgun only, I didn't see many young people out here. Maybe. Yeah, I think season. that's true. I mean, yeah, it's easier for, you know. 
More people are getting into it. Yeah. Being bordered by yeah. state land, I mean, you see a it's lot hard. more people come and go. Yeah. And I feel like the first couple of years that, you know, I had moved out when I had come here, there'd be a couple of cars, but it'd be the same cars. Mm -hmm. And it seems mm -hmm. like now there's five or six cars on this corner, four or five up there. Yeah. Four or five back here, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you say you were good or you still had some? No, I'm good. Okay. I brought in a Cayman just in case. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, what were we talking about? I might have one. Well, talk about uh, what you found in your trail cam. <laughs> oh, yeah, jeez. You grabbed that trail cam, run. That had been, must not have been working for a couple of days. Apparently not. Yeah, he cracks it open to take a look at the batteries and, you know, make sure everything was all right, and there's just a colony of ants. <laughs> just made themselves at home. Who knows how long they've just been going yeah. at it, man. Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we tried to turn it on. It wouldn't come on. I thought, okay, well, change the batteries. <laughs> Open that up, and <laughs> ants everywhere. You know. <laughs> I've noticed for a while it always said that the double A so it shows you two battery levels on there. It'll be your solar and your double A's and for a long time the double A's were just at zero. And I wonder if them ants have been in there for a while. Yeah, apparently. And it just now finally gave out, ran out of that solar <laughs> and the double A. Yeah. Well Well we got it seems to be working again. I don't you know, I don't know how it that happened with all those ants in there. To get. <laughs> yeah. But so far. Hmm. We didn't really get much good use out of it while it was working. Somehow it was set to just take three pictures <laughs> instantly, just over yeah, and over we, again. Yeah, right. So we got the, I think DJ did, got it yeah. programmed. So it's good, should get more use out of it now. Yep. <clears throat> Another good thing to talk about, keep you guys going for a little bit if you're not in any rush, would be we built Grandpa's tripod. Yep. And then there was one day I was cutting wood, and you and, uh, was it Bradley and one of your friends came out? Yeah. It was bunny hunting or whatever. Yep. Talk about those times. Well, Have you hunted that tripod first off? Yeah, I hunted it during archery good. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. we built you. Yeah, he likes that one. I mean, yeah, I like it back here, too. It's pretty neat. It It's just nice to sit in, you know? Yeah. I had it pretty well set up. I'd have my grunt call and my rattling horns sitting next to me, wrapped around on the thing, and just have my bow laid right across me. That's when I started using the compound. Um, and the muddies, all their stuff has, like, the lounge seat type. Mm -hmm. So you can sit there and just relax. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's easy. It just works for me so well because... It's hard for me to turn around my turn my head around and yeah. see very far behind me or beside me. I can just the whole chair yeah. swivels. So yeah. you can just I got that problem too, you know. Yeah, just you can you go real slow, you know. You can just move yeah. around real slow. Yeah, so, uh, I got the pound right behind us. I turn all the way around because I had those wood ducks there behind me a couple of times. Took some pictures. <laughs> I got a picture of a pileated woodpecker out there once. Too. Oh, that's where that was? <laughs> yeah, that was in that <laughs> tripod when I seen that. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was that standing no. on the fence line. No, right on the, right in the tripod. You're speaking of the wood ducks. I had a mallard out there one time, and he was, it was weird. He'd, he'd go in, and he'd just 
fly real low to the water, toof, 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 beat his wings off the water, and he'd come back around. He just kept doing that. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> he just took off eventually. He was there for probably a good 30 minutes just doing laps. Yeah. Yeah, that's what another thing I like about that out there. You never know what you might see around that pond because I've seen those, you know, those otters that one time. I keep thinking maybe I'll see them again, but only that one time. But yeah. Muskrat? Yeah, I haven't seen, seen any muskrat. muskrat back there. I haven't seen a muskrat. No, Mm-mm. I saw a turtle out there one time. <laughs> he big turtle. He probably yeah, oh. a little less than a basketball maybe. But I like that tripod because you know I'm not a very experienced hunter with the compounds and yeah, each. That's where he went every time he went with that. <laughs> went with that. Do you like that yeah. tripod? I mean, yeah, it's a nice stand. Yeah, and uh, each point you know like main shooting area one's 10 yards and one's 15 yards and i can trust myself to make that shot more than you know a 20 yard shot or 30 yards like that back stand over to the north of the pond you know where i shot that buck that's yeah it's a ladder stand and that's a 35 yard shot to where the deer usually come through Mm -hmm. but They've been known to come from everywhere. We've had them come yeah. from the north, south, east. Yeah. <laughs> like that buck, he came from the... Yeah, we we kind of got uh, fired up again because uh, now I got a, that new compound and I give mine to, to DJ, so we've kind of been pretty anxious to get going again next fall yeah. so we can shoot a compound, shoot a deer with a compound. Lots of stuff I want to do this year. It's turkey hunting is one thing I'm really excited for. I yeah, uh, me too. I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to it. So I gotta do a little more. Oh, <laughs> been watching them guys on YouTube, you know, shooting turkeys, and it's like, man, I really want to experience that. And you probably know Jake, Greg's friend. He's a big turkey hunter, and he's always telling us stories. And he's like, oh yeah, I've shot a turkey every year for 16 years. I'm like. <laughs> That sounds just awesome. Yeah, turkeys are fun, but the ticks aren't. <laughs> yeah, I've only had a couple ticks. I had a tick on me one time sitting right by the field. I was on the field, and that's another good story. So before I talk about that, I had that tick on me, and I, I just kind of put them right into my thing in my shotgun, and I just <laughs> closed it. <laughs> closed it on him. F that guy. Yeah, well, that's the only way you can kill them. They're just so solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. They are hard to kill. I mean, you have had them on me and put them on the counter, and you're trying to yeah. just squish them with your thumb, and they don't, they just, they don't squish. You can't kill yeah. them like that. They just take right off. Yeah, you got you to need something hard to smash. A piece them. of plastic or something. Scissors. Yep. Lighter. Yeah. But another story, I was sitting um, out on that field, and I just started chirping on my mouth call. It's the only thing I can use. I can only use a mouth call. I can't use a friction call. And I'm just talking. And, you know, I thought I heard this hen talking back to me. I was like, all right, bring this hen in. See if a tom won't charge in and try to get a piece of that, you know. It was another hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to another hunter. I was like, what in the world? Yeah. So I got up and I just went back to the house. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, especially, you know, right on the edge of state land. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> look. That's one thing about it, don't be too camouflaged. You don't want to look like a turkey or something. Yeah. Instead of calling. Like, get, 
somebody might shoot you. Yeah, get peppered. You know. Yeah. There's a there's a meat eater podcast where he talks mm-hmm. to a guy that's been shot twice. <laughs> Still turkey hunts, but he's been shot twice turkey. Jeez. I'd wear, a, yeah. I'd wear a vest or something. Yeah, you know. You're just helmet. a good turkey hunter. <laughs> yeah, then, turkeys, I, they got all right eyesight, I think. Obviously, I'm not a professional. I don't know everything about them, but you don't want to wear too much orange, but then you don't want to get shot. So it's like, do I scare yeah. the turkey or do I get shot, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, it's just turkey load. It could be worse get hit with a slug deer hunting or something but turkey load's pretty it, it hurt more it's than getting bird worse shot. dude tungsten heavy shot yeah there's yeah. people shooting turkeys at 80 yards now <laughs> that's just you insane. don't want any i mean <laughs> i don't even see what the point in doing that is the whole point of turkey hunting to me is you know challenge this old tom to get in close like in the words fred bear hunting's about how close you can shoot the animal, not how far. You see guys, you know, freaking three uh, hundreds. No. Just I disagree. Well, I'd say for it's fun to shoot deer, you know, at long range. If you got just to see I mean, if you can shoot them like that. But I understand what you did. You're yeah. saying too. So you know the challenge of like, especially bow hunting or something. You know, it it depends on how you think about it. There's the challenge of shooting an animal. Then there's like, what I mean is like putting a good shot on an animal 300 yards away, that's difficult. It's difficult 200 yards, but then there's also the think thought of, you know, you're sitting on the base of this tree just with some Walmart camo and a Walmart turkey call, and you're literally tricking this animal into coming 15 yards to you, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. There's, that, that's part of it. Yeah. For the sake of argument, though, just for the sake of argument, Let's say archery, right? Well, that's, okay, that's what I was going to say. If you're out there for the experience, you want to be close. Yeah. But you also want to be happy not killing a deer. Yeah. Right? Like you want to be happy seeing a pileated woodpecker. Yeah. Or, you know, the towies or watching squirrels. You want to be part of the woods. Mm-hmm. Well, then on the opposite end, prairie dogs. Oh, yeah. You want to kill as many of those things as you can. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. if you can put a 300-yard shot on a prairie dog, great. The issue I have is, like, when it comes to a moose or a deer, like, I'm hunting for the experience with those animals, uh-huh. so I want to experience it. Like, if I'm going to elk hunt, I want to be within 30 yards, archery or rifle. I want to, ex- I want to smell it. Yeah. I want to be scared for a minute because it's <laughs> yeah. going to kill me. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like a well, woodchuck. I'll shoot him across the field. Yeah. You know, I'm not so there many. for the experience. Well, yeah. I'd say that <laughs> different they're both different. Shoot, so. Yeah. They're yeah. That's, different that's challenges. Different yeah. challenges. Right? Like, yeah. Now, if you're out that's there, that's what get I me, think about yeah, hunting with a bow, you know, because especially with a compound, you know, there's a limit on how far you're going to shoot it deer with a compound yeah. so that's part of it Our, that's part of hunting with that compound to get that close enough to that deer where you can make that shot <laughs> and, you know all your practice and everything and everything you do then you gotta <laughs> be able to pull that off and then yeah that I'd makes even, I, well, I don't mean to interrupt oh, but okay. i'd even say like when it comes to archery deer you spend half the year 
practicing. Yeah. And scouting. So you're in the woods anyway. You're looking for a good spot to get close to that deer. You're learning about the deer, whether it's trail cams or putting foot, you know, boots on the ground. You're maybe setting stuff up like a salt block or a food plot. Like you're actively engaged. Yeah, right. Whereas even if you're to shoot a moose at 300 yards, the only contradiction I would have is like 500 yards, whatever. That dude is putting in the same amount of practice with that rifle. He's at his range. Well, yeah, you have he's, to practice. He's recording all the data. He's hand-loading his loads. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's doing... Well... He, he's enjoying it in a different way, whereas maybe the experience of the animal isn't what he's after as much as the experience of putting his skill set to work. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But the, the difference, I think, is uh, like... well. Deer hunting with rifles, I mean, these people come out here, they don't even, you know, just go out and park by the edge of a field somewhere, you know. Put a tree stand on your property line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I mean, you know, and they, you know, that's probably the first time they've been out hunting all year, you know. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they can't shoot in town. There's <laughs> just so many different levels you could talk about, like, what I was talking about, you know, shooting that turkey at 80 yards, is not, it's not as cool, like. No. That guy, like you're talking about shooting that moose at 500 yards, that guy still had to walk through the Canadian <laughs> yeah, valleys and stuff, you know. Yeah. And yeah. he just had three other bulls spook on him, you know. Well, also the experience. Yeah. Like, to kill an elk or a moose out there, even at 300 yards, it's not like you're just parking on the edge of somebody's property. Well, yeah, you, there's effort to get yeah, into I that. Mean, you that gotta, like, yeah, you got to do a lot of... Your your That'll experience work. out of that might just be the hike, the two weeks of camping it takes to kill that animal. Right. Yeah, yeah you might take it, like you say, it might, two weeks before you get that shot or something, you know. All that makes up for that, you know, shooting him at 500 yards. But <laughs> if you got some guy, he goes and he drops $1,000 on this miniature house up in the sky and go buys this scope that's like made for a thousand yards and he goes buys this thousand yard gun and then he goes and puts his mr buddy heater in that miniature house and sits there and shoots the first thing he sees fires up netflix <laughs> yeah fires up netflix you know he's watching <laughs> meat yeah. eater podcast <laughs> he's sitting there just living his life pretty much doing a little bit of work and then he just oh, shoots boy, this he, deer yeah i was gonna say yeah he's like whoa man <laughs> then you know hops on his ranger drives out there throws it in the back has somebody else got it for him has somebody else process it and yeah then he, then he donates it all the meat. Town. They, you know, puts it on his yeah. wall and everything look at that baby <laughs> make sure take a couple gas station trips let everybody see it but that's also like the fenced the fenced honeys the deer ranches yeah, yeah. <laughs> where you know that's they're breeding deer yeah. for their racks like yeah. Same type thing, even though you may get in a stand and you may kill it at 10 yards with your bow, like, you didn't put in the work to find that deer, well, watch him for right. three years, watch yeah. him grow, learn his habits, yeah. have scares because you didn't see him for three months on trail cam thinking he got hit by a car. Yeah. You know, there's, there's yeah. not that connection. There's the, you right. pay the guy, he puts you in the stand, you kill the deer, you show your friends. Yeah. You know. That's yeah, you see, you see a lot of those guys. All they do is they go, you know, they'll, you know, they got, 
everybody to, you know, all they do is pay their money and walk out there, and they guys put them in a stand in a spot where we, you know, and they <laughs> see that animal, and boom, and they're, that's, they just get down, and everybody else takes care of it, and then that's all they do is shoot, walk up there and shoot that, you know, gun <laughs> once. You know, they're all done. You know, that's <laughs> the trigger it. guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. My, uh, my, uh, Mom's friend, he does exotic animal farm. He's kind of getting out of it now, just going straight cash crop. But he has these Watusi cows from Africa on this big, tall fence. It's not even that big of a range for him, you know, to graze. And people pay them to walk out to the edge of that fence, shoot one of those Watusis. They're like longhorns almost, but their horns are way wider and just so much cooler. They're really cool cows, and I've had the opportunity to, you know, be around them a lot. But them guys, they don't even have to get in a tree stand. They just go shoot this cow that's just standing still. Off the hood of a truck. (laughs) Yeah, just eating food, you know. Yeah, you just walk out there to your gun and pick out the one you want. (laughs) I'll take out that one. (laughs) Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's just stupid, but. Yeah. Teach their own, I guess. It could be worse, you know. They could be somebody completely against hunting, you know, giving me a hard time. For doing it the right way. So. Well, let me ask you this: You bring up Watusis. How often do you drive past like cows in a pasture and think, now that you're shooting a compound, yeah, I'd like to shoot one of those cows. <laughs> I never, I never really looked at a cow and I'm like, yeah, I'd shoot that cow. Dude, what? <laughs> yeah, we're I, different people, I guess. <laughs> I never really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, hope, yep. I guess if you could make. A, didn't make a good <laughs> shot. You could got another yeah. one. To shoot, you know, I'm you only... just keep shooting till you get one. Right? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, if I'm gonna buy a whole cow or a half cow, I'd like to arrow it. Yeah, there you know, you go. it'd be like killing a buffalo. But the closest thing you could get was about twenty thousand dollars. I just think it'd be cool to arrow a cow. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I'm gonna just hop a fence and yeah. shoot somebody's cow. Yeah. But I'm just saying it would be cool. You know, maybe if you like, <laughs> that's hot, the only fence hunting I would do. <laughs> you, you like hot shot him a couple times, you know, zap him, get him a little ticked off, maybe make it a little dangerous. And, but yeah, you're in there with a red blanket in your bow. This yeah. this cow that <laughs> named Bessie that's used to getting belly rubs, you know, and she's blind. Yeah, she's blind, half blind. Had four calves already, breeded by four different bulls. You know, <laughs> she's just ready to go. <laughs> Shooting. <laughs> Tips yeah. over dead. I mean, yeah. I've never thought about wanting to do that. but Yeah, I've always wanted to. I think it's because I want to kill like a buffalo yeah. or an elk or a moose with my bow. Just something big. Like a cow obviously isn't as big as a moose. I mean, they're not as tall. A moose is big, but they're yeah. tall, yeah. you know. Yeah. So they're probably about the same weight. Mm-hmm. But I've just always wanted to run an arrow through a cow. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Jeez. I don't even know what broadhead I would use. Yeah, how do you, you know, go but... about shooting a cow? You know <laughs> okay, never mind. Forget I said anything. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man, that'd be a good big gut pile, wouldn't it, Jesus? Yeah, geez, I have fun gut pounds Yeah, <laughs> your viewers are thinking, I think I'm listening to a psychopath. Four stomachs. Yeah, jeez, yeah. I'm thinking, I could not imagine the smell. Have you ever done any predator hunting? I've tried. Me and Bradley, 
We oh, that's right. You did that last last winter. We went to Walmart and bought this cheap collar, threw it out in there, and sat out there with freaking four fifty. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to try it again this year. It's still not too late. We got a couple more weeks of breeding. Yeah. So if I can get a, I got Kia this coming week and maybe the weekend after, depending on weather. I can talk to the wife and get away for a night. We can go out. Yeah, that's... Because it's fun, man. Yeah. Like, you were talking about getting turkeys close, and that's what I was thinking. Like, turkeys, I get it, but there's something about predators. Like, you're calling something with a nose, yeah, eyes, ears. This time of year, they come in in pairs. Turkeys got, got noses. That's one of them things. Turkeys are hard to shoot. Yeah, they're tough to kill. Yeah, I don't know about their nose. Yeah, I, they don't got great noses. I mean, but their ears, their ears and eyesight's not horrible. Like they can somehow, three hundred yards away through the woods, they know what tree you're sitting at. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or another. Like, I'll go right to that tree. So at school we got books in Jake's class because he's one of my teachers. A bunch of turkey hunting books, and I was reading one. Think about, like, so when you're hunting predators, you'll see a guy, oh, man, he spooked this coyote, now he's got his AR, and he just starts <laughs> lighting this thing up on the run. Magnum. <laughs> and so, in this book, it's called The Old, old Pro Turkey Hunter, Gene somebody, the old turkey hunter, he shot like 200 turkeys. He's talking, this guy was uh, a duck hunter, so he wanted to try... To get a turkey spooked and shoot him, you know, th- he thinks he's got faster hand than his turkey, so he tried it. He's got, it's a good story, he's got two turkeys coming in at him, one's coming this way, one's coming this other way. This turkey comes up around him, and he kind of like got the upper hand on him, so this guy's like, now or never. So he shoots up, gets his gun shouldered, goes to shoot this turkey, turkey's gone, just like that. That's the thing about them turkeys. They're just huh, quick, amazing animals. You know, they're so elusive. Yeah. Yeah. And this dude's used to shooting mallards. You know, them things are quick. Mallards oh, and yeah. teals. teals. Yeah. Wood but, ducks, because they literally fly through the woods. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, so they're dodging branches. And then this dude thinks, oh, man, turkey, 40-pound bird. <laughs> Goofy. Forty pounds is a huge turkey. That's a dude. that's a yeah no, that's yeah. A, my bad. I might have overestimated. I don't my know. God. Yeah, shooting an ostrich. That's not a forget turkey. forget the forty pounds. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, big bird, bigger than a duck. I'm gonna put that on repeat. <laughs> forget it. <laughs> put it in repeat slow motion it. for him. <laughs> but anyways, big bird, bigger than a duck. You think? Oh man, you turn around, you can shoot that thing just like that. But no, they're difficult. Every and every animal's difficult in its own way. Mm-hmm. Woodchucks, <laughs> I, th- th- them stump me the hardest. <laughs> what? I'm. I don't know why. It seems like I just. Well, one thing. What? <laughs> Grandpa's looking at you like. Uh... I like to sit. I'll go out by the road and I'll just lay there with the seventeen. And for whatever reason, they'll come out and I'll take a shot and I miss. But sometimes they are easy. Like one time my friend, we just got in that ranger that I happened to flip one time. We just drive down the road and look for woodchucks with his, he's got an AR-2, 
223 will just lift up the windshield, shoot them, take a picture, and on to the next. <laughs> Jesus. Grandpa's got some woodchuck stories. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So you tell it from the start, but I remember you're 30 at 6, Winchester, right? Mm-hmm. You're at 6, is it a Winchester? Yeah, okay. it's a Winchester. So you got the old Winchester. I don't even think there was a scope on it at this point. And Grandma and I are watching out the bedroom window. <laughs> and here you go, tree to tree. <laughs> yes. And you shoot this woodchuck at like 15 yards. And it painted. Yeah, I saw it's the one. Oh, yeah. 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 Right yeah. beside of the barn, I just... <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead and tell it. Cause well, from I... your perspective, sneaking out there. <laughs> well, I can't remember too much about sneaking out there. I do remember his... Like when I was, you, you know, they finally gave me a shot, yeah. And he was right close to the side M1. of the barn. I was shooting right down, you know, almost parallel with the barn there. But when I shot him, man, I just, like an explosion, looked like I just, I mean, there's blood all over the whole side oh, of that man. barn. I mean, it just blew that woodchuck up to, I don't know what, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what I hit there, but it was like yeah. it like exploded and just painted my barn red. <laughs> that reminds me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. After a while of trying to shoot him with a 17, I got tired of missing. So I took Grandpa's 350 out, and oh. I just walked right down the side of the road, and there's one in a hole. And I think, like I said, some are hard. There's woodchucks that are a lot older than other ones, right? Mm-hmm. Everything has got more wisdom the older they get. But this one, he probably 15 yards away from me. He poked his head out of this hole. He's just sitting there. Staring, looking around. I lifted my gun up. The minute that the crosshairs got him, boom, shot him. And I remember that I heard that shot because I was up here, and all of a sudden I seen him coming down the road. And I thought, oh, he's carrying something. Yeah, that wood shot. Yep. <laughs> I said, must have got him. <laughs> or yeah. I shot one with my forty-four. Oh, that's right. Youth season a couple years ago. He was still, he was fat. Maybe it wasn't youth season. It could have been going into gun season because he was starting to get that winter fat on him, you know. <laughs> so he was huge beaver yeah yeah and i i let one fly on him and that did some damage <laughs> i remember that and one too i was in yeah. the tree stand with my 44 one time and this coon came up and he was on this log and i, I shot him right in the head that was a mess <laughs> i actually got a video of him like hollow point yeah yeah, yeah. It, he was just yeah. So, so uh, tell about the. Uh... Oh yeah, I had my twenty-two mag, and I was, uh, I kept seeing woodchucks around the barn there, and I I seen this one. I didn't know where he went. He went behind the barn, so I, I was sneaking out there with my uh, my twenty-two mag, and I because I wanted to get around on the back side. So I just poked my head around out, and he was had his head. He was just sticking out of the hole under there, about in the back side of the barn. So I thought, well, usually they just you know any kind of a. He'd be gone, but he sat there till I got pulled my gun up real slow, and I shot him right behind his eyes, and both of his eyes just popped right out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were hanging out like uh, two inches. It seemed like I never. It's amazing. You see that? Uh, I couldn't believe it when I see him. I walked up there, and both of his eyes. I just blew them. My bullet went right behind his eyes, and his eyeball just blew right out. Yeah, they were just hanging there. It's like sever the cord. Me and my yeah. dad were talking about. He gave it blue eyes because one blew oh, yeah. that way, one blew the other way. 
Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Woodchucks yeah. make for good stories. I remember that day that me and my buddy went out shooting him from the ranger. He he shot this one and it managed to somehow find its way back in its hole. And I, I stuck my head in that hole. I was like, "Where are you?" And I thought it might still be alive, somehow. So I just stuck my hand in there, grabbed that woodchuck, and I must have threw it about ten feet in the air, just getting <laughs> out. You know. Jesus. Yeah, it reminds me of this video I saw. Them dudes over in Texas, them ranchers, you know, they're just different, built different. <laughs> Dude, they're different people. Yeah. <laughs> badger hole. Oh, dude, dude sticks his hands in this badger hole, pulls this badger out, throws it away from the hole, pulls this twenty two revolver like he got in the cupboard over there, boom, shoots it. <laughs> imagine what his hand looked like. Them ba- honey badgers fight off bears. Yeah, <laughs> badgers don't go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. What, I don't know what it, what those guys can. I don't know what it is about those. Well, you know when those, you're those guys are tough. You're used to fighting cows, roping mm. calves, and even. That's know, true. You're kind of used to that kind of a lifestyle. Yeah. You get like a bloated heifer. You got to <laughs> wrestle that to poke a hole in it. There's yeah. <laughs> yeah, but all right. Getting kicked by a cow and getting shredded by a badger, different lifestyles. Well, you know, <laughs> maybe... The risk? He's probably yeah. got calloused hands, you know, lassoing that rope. Hands? Yeah, steel? you know what, that does make a difference. <laughs> you know, he's probably got hands that you probably couldn't even... From punch. roping and, yeah. you know, uh, just my, using them. Because he's broken That's like my things. dad's hands are <laughs> yeah. like that. He was the hardest working guy I ever knew. So, I mean, man, you could stick his finger right in the light socket just to see if it had any <laughs> juice, you know. So, <laughs> just, you might get a little tickle, you know. But. <laughs> you know, you, Phil Robertson, for the longest time he talked about that. and oh, Maybe it was a book or something. He didn't wear shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, for two years he didn't do that. So he was, he'd was he walk through the swamp, no shoes on. Yeah, yeah, you never put shoes on for two years. He walked yeah. through, did everything. We're also talking about the guy that sucks the liquid out of a duck that's been sitting for two years in somebody's barn. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's, he's different. Ducks. Have you ever seen him? <laughs> he's got a guy he goes and buys liquefied duck from. It's just a guy that ages ducks. Yeah, you know that's what. Yeah, they, that's how they used to do that. I mean, they just hang those birds up, or you know, from hang them up. How? I don't know, man. I I could never figure that out either. But that was the thing down south. Them guys down south, they're just a different breed, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've seen those little pheasants hanging upside down. They just kill them and hang them, pick them up by their feet, and let them. You know, that's supposed to be to make them... Uh, Tender? I don't know what it does, but they that's the way they ate them, you know? I mean, they fixed... They just... Man, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Imagine me and his wife. Miss Kay? <laughs> well, she wouldn't have to cook anything. Yeah, but still, you know, you watch them in the show talk about giving each other kisses, you know? Imagine kissing this dude who's got done sucking the juice out of a two-year-old duck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm good. Yeah, that's I'm not good. a good time, you know. It's something you don't want to do, but she right. doesn't. <laughs> yeah, she must have put up with a lot of crap. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, love, right? Am yeah, I, right? I guess love. so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You ever watch that movie they came out with? Uh-huh. The Blind. Yeah, good story. You should watch it sometime. I don't want to spoil it. Get copyrighted or something. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'll watch it. I'll put it on the list. It's on Amazon. It's uh like 
I think that's like three ninety nine to rent a movie there. But I've got a list of stuff to watch. It's good. It's good. Watch. I'll put it on there. So I got some movies that I really like to watch, and that's up there with like Saving Private Ryan. I love that movie. Ever seen Apocalypto? Yeah, I watched it in Mr. Goodspeed's class. Really? Yep. Good old Mr. Goodspeed. <laughs> yeah, it's too, he retired. It's too bad. He ever tell you about my trapping videos? Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> he used to let me show trapping videos. Huh. <laughs> Back when Grandpa used to record me trapping, he used to let me bring the videos in and play them. So we'd burn like half the class. <laughs> he'd be tra- telling me about him trapping beavers and. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. He he he's a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> that apocalypto, that was a. I think I drew the line when I watched Live Birth. <laughs> that really, you know. It wasn't. It wasn't graphic, but it was just a thought. That baby just went. It was intense. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, live birth. <laughs> Cinemagraphed. Yeah. Yep. Not... Have you ever seen it, Grandpa? Nope. You should probably watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you my Amazon Prime. You can watch it. It's on there free right now. It's good. <laughs> it, it was a Mel good... Gibson. Yeah. Passion of the Christ times, so he was already kind of virgin oh. on uh, insanity. It's good. He made Blazing Saddles, didn't he? No, that was uh, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Oh, damn, my bad. No, I sound like an idiot. Oops. Dude, you're 15. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just the fact that you know what Blazing Saddles is is impressive. Grandpa, Grandpa told me about it one time. It's a good movie. Yeah. Well, I know I like it. Spaceballs. Yep. Baseballs <laughs> I love Spaceballs so much. It, and there's another one that, uh, the oh, man, the Frank. What was it? You know that Young Frankenstein. Yeah, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. I, I have Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, probably since I was about six to about ten, Spaceballs was my favorite movie. That tells you a little <laughs> something about my humor. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Elon Musk? Yeah. That's his favorite movie. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that, it is. It's a good movie. That's, that's why, like, the Tesla, his car series, like, the one is named Plaid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because of the speed of it. Oh, yeah. And that car lives up to its name. Yeah. <laughs> like, like 1.9 seconds, 0 to 60. 200 Jeez. mile an hour, more. Yeah. Tesla Plaid. Electric car. Oh, yeah, Go on. His, his truck, the Cybertruck, I can't remember the model of the Porsche, it's the newer Porsche. Does zero to sixty in like two point eight. Jesus. So he hooked up the Tesla truck with that Porsche on a trailer, <laughs> racing that Porsche. Oh, and he well. told that Porsche quicker than the Porsche can move itself. <laughs> Jesus. So, <laughs> <are> you kidding? <laughs> wow. Ridiculous. There, I saw a video. Cybertruck got into its first car accident a couple of days ago. Mm. Just a basic, you know, side swipe. Nothing too crazy. If it was two cars with two, you know, crinkle points. This car hit this Cybertruck. Cybertruck ended up with, like, just some paint paint missing, a couple good gouges, and this other car was totaled. I mean, it looked <laughs> like he just smoked a telephone pole. Hit a rock? Yeah, Shit. that's exactly what it looked like. And <laughs> you, Yeah, the guy talking about it, he's like, yeah, the only thing that managed to happen was the airbags went off to the <laughs> Cybertruck. Jesus. Joe Rogan shot the Cybertruck. Yeah. With an arrow yeah. out of an 80-pound bow, <laughs> oh, 
shattered his arrow. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Barely left a mark in the door. Yeah. Now, as you know, field point versus broadhead. Broadhead's probably going to penetrate a little more. Yeah. Just because it's designed to penetrate. Yeah. Whereas a field point's not designed to carry through. It's designed to stop. Yeah. But it's the yeah. same weight. Yeah. It's the same weight arrow. Jesus. <laughs> and I mean, it, yeah, crazy. They did a podcast, and Elon was like, or uh, Joe was like, can we go shoot it? He's like, I'd love to shoot it. Elon's <laughs> like, let's pause and go do it right now. So uh-huh. they went out and did it during the podcast, and then came back in and talked about it. <laughs> you, you ever watch the Joe Rogan podcast a little bit? Yeah. I like watching it with like comedians. You know, that's always yeah. funny. Like Theo Vaughn, or you ever? Have you ever watched his podcast? Nope. nope. I've seen yeah, it. So I thought I, I don't know Thursday. Thursdays. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'll <laughs> give me something to. I'm gonna send you an yeah. episode to 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 share to your TV. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You'll enjoy it. You ever? You ever seen? Uh, Shane Gillis. <laughs> oh my gosh, that guy's so funny. <laughs> the train, the <laughs> you know who Shane Gillis is? Nope. Oh, you gotta watch him too. He uh, does the best Trump impersonation. Oh, the, yeah. He would love it. <laughs> he reminds me a lot of, uh, like, Matt, if Matt was an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he does, his humor is awesome, but he's just, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, you, you have to just... Oh, and yeah. the best part about it, he doesn't really care about getting canceled either, you know? So he's out there throwing out the R word and stuff, talking about his uncle with Down syndrome making <laughs> grilled cheese in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's awesome. His new special? The, what's it, what's something about the dogs or something yeah, like that's what Shane it's called. Gillis. I have to remember that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some stuff. He's okay. He is hilarious. Like, comedy is coming back. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like one of the spearheads doing it. Oh, Him yeah. and uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Tony oh, okay. Hinchcliffe has some comedy that's just—he's one of those guys that like you can't talk to because he's always ragging on you about what you say, and he's just oh, oh yeah, like that. Yeah. like he just burns you, and you're like, what? <laughs> like there's nothing to say back. Right? Yeah, he so just I, keeps it coming. Okay. And I love that type of comedy. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I know you'd appreciate both of them. Yeah. And best part about Shane is he's not like a some rich dude like you look at kevin hart or any of them other guys they've got huge mansions like jeff dunham was funny till he was able to afford the batmobile right you know now he's just i don't mind the political stuff but i don't want to hear about trump and biden when i'm trying to laugh not unless it's the perspective i've seen that little uh yeah (laughs) then then it's perfect you know because he just little apprentice you you know you ever seen that little thing uh, the what apprentice (sighs) Well, he's he's a little kid, it looks like, and he's doing Trump. No. <laughs> I mean, see, oh, man, he's he's got the hair and everything. He, <laughs> he, he sounds just like him. It's really funny. <laughs> the Little Apprentice? Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll look that up, too. Yeah. I'll look that up. You should, if you like, you should see Shane, he did this one where he's talking about if Trump got shot. And he's like, you know, he'd make a noise. He'd be like, ugh. Oh, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And his impersonation is on point. Mm. And he doesn't take sides either. He just craps on everybody. You know, <laughs> that's the best part about him. You know, like I don't want to ruin his special for you, but I'll tell you, he's got a bit about Navy SEALs. Oh yeah. <laughs> he had a, he had a girlfriend who broke up with him and then started dating a Navy SEAL. Oh yeah. And that bit is hilarious. And then he's got another bit. It's a Trump bit about how he comes out of the Situation Room after they they got a. Uh, 
I want to say Gaddafi, but it wasn't Gaddafi. But he just oh, comes out and he's Bin like... Bin Laden or something? No, no. no. Uh, that guy, they they killed him. He's like probably two years into his term when they killed him or something. Yeah, it, it was... But he was just like... It's like a guy that's coming out of a business meeting, oh, yeah. basically. But he's like... He died like a dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... Oh, maybe it wasn't him who was talking about it. Yeah, was it him he was talking about you just can't run against Trump? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he's yeah, just, yeah, he he's was. not there to, you know, make himself look good. He's He just gets in the other guy's head. Yeah, he's, yeah. Just, he's just literally waiting for you to slip up saying something yeah. so he can burn you. Who was it? Yeah, I know what you're thinking. I don't know about, I just happen to remember, I, uh, that guy that you, they killed, yeah, because that's, I can't remember his name, I was going to, I don't know, tip my tongue, but I can't think of him now, but he was, that guy, they trapped him in an alley or something, you know, yeah, yeah that's the guy, yeah, yeah, I remember that. He died like a dog. Yeah, and he was like, what is, what's that guy's name, like Ted Cruz or something, he's like, this guy's talking about how he's going to do all this great things, and Trump's just like, Ted's Ted's wife looks like a dog. And he's like, Ted's like, I'm I'm from Texas. You don't talk about somebody's family. He's like, shut up, Ted. You you got a dog wife. You're gay. You're all gay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll love Shane Gillis. He's, he's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of somebody. curious oh. about it. Well, now. tell him about one of your favorite comedians really quick. Which one are you talking about? I, I mean, oh, George, hold on. George Carlin has a new special. Uh, AI did it. Yeah. But just because DJ doesn't really, I don't think he knows about many of the old comedians. Just tell him about a couple because, like, Pryor was huge. Who? Pryor. Oh, Richard Pryor? Oh, geez. You probably. The boundaries, but then he got, like, I mean, there's Pryor was just so funny. I mean, man, oh, man. I, he was my favorite for a long time. I Even mean, Roseanne? Roseanne was yeah, good? Yeah, yeah, she was good. <laughs> there's a lot. But yeah, go ahead and riff on that for a minute. Well, <laughs> well I don't know. Do you don't know anything about Richard Pryor? I've heard of him. Well, you've heard of him? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, well, he was kind of on the raunchy side. But, yeah. well, man, he was, about. I don't know. I can't. It's hard to describe this guy. He was just so brilliant, you know. I mean, huh. I wish I could think of some of his stuff right now, but right now I'm kind of, jeez. Drawing a blank. Yeah, you want to check that out. Check him out. So. I'll have to look him up. You guys, you were talking about uh, George Carlin. I think I've watched him. He's he's the older guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's been around forever, but he's, <laughs> he's, just, he's, he's pretty funny. Yeah, he, he's got that. Kind of a dry sense of humor, but yeah. yeah but he's, I don't know, he's so He close. makes, it, makes yeah. it work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, shoot, what were we talking about? Oh, Drell might have to cut that out. Huh? <laughs> the mic picked up the, the toilet. I can hear that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Richard Pryor. Yeah. Richard Pryor was awesome. He got, he was in a wheelchair. Lit himself on fire, <laughs> and then made a joke about it. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. yeah, I know. I mean... Rolling down the street, <laughs> on fire, made a joke about it. Like, dude was awesome. Yeah, and I mean, he like Grandpa said, he was raunchy. Yeah, he drafts a lot of the N word, but he's oh. but his crowd is mainly white people. 
And the thing is, with comedy, you have to put yourself in the times. Yeah. Right? Like, you can't look at it through the lens today and make it apply. Like, it, it holds up, but it's, it's a different thing. It's not like a rock song. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you got to remember, a lot of his crowd was white people. And just the way that he would, like, <laughs> basically belittle himself, but do it in a way that made sense like I don't want to say from like a racial perspective but like from a bias perspective yeah I don't know what you're talking about like there, like there was a lot of people that went to his shows because he said what they couldn't yeah but there was also a lot of people that went to his shows because like his point of view was like he, the way he could spin things was just <laughs> I don't I don't even know how to I don't even yeah. know how to say it. It was just awesome. And he, like I said, even Roseanne. Like, the way and the way she does now still is yeah. Yeah. amazing. Yeah, she started out with, a, you know, just, well, she was a comedian for a long time. Before she started being, you know, doing the television you know, series and stuff. But, yeah, she was good. Never watched it. Yeah, you'd like, <laughs> you'd like Roseanne. Yeah. She's, her, her, her comedy is like, uh kind of dark i'd say like she finds a way to bring you up yeah and then cut you down you know what i mean yeah <laughs> which yeah. i love george carlin's really political yeah you know he likes yeah. to or he liked to say you know something like oh you know it's great what we go on what we got going on here and then he'd give you some good reasons and then he'd be like what have you ever thought about? And then he'd make, <laughs> yeah. he'd make you feel like crap for agreeing with him in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, I love that. Um, yeah. There's just a lot of a lot of really good. I was never a fan of Cosby. <laughs> Red Fox. Yeah, he was funny. Oh, He's man. got some good stuff. Yeah. 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 I gotta venture out more in the <laughs> comedians. I I always stuck to the same like three people. I always like Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Jeff Dunham and uh who's the little Kevin Hart. I don't know why. Them guys always made me laugh. But, Ron yeah. White? Oh yeah, Ron White. Yeah. Jeff Foxworthy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got some yeah. good stuff. Yeah. What what was that lady's name that used to do the red carpet events? Oh. You know who I'm talking about? I'm not sure. I don't know if I do or not. But she she well, <sighs> I don't know. I'd say she was Jewish. But I don't, but today it sounds racist <laughs> calling somebody a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> but she. Uh, That's what they are. So I'm not saying she's Jewish. <laughs> but she. Uh, God, it's on the tip of my tongue. She used to do like Entertainment Tonight. She'd do all the interviews with like famous people, and hmm. actors and stuff as they were coming to like events. Oh hmm. yeah, I I'm kind of blank on that right now. Hmm. So. But yeah, there's 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 a lot of good ones. You got any other ones you can think of other than like obviously uh cinematic like Mel Brooks, yeah. you know. I like the darker humor stuff. The stuff that's like you don't feel right at laughing at. Like you were talking about uh that guy, I can't remember his name already. He's like said stuff you can't. Who's the who's prior? Yeah, who's the guy who uh Dave Chappelle? Oh yeah. Like you'll watch him and He'll say stuff. He's like, if I said that, I'd like get canceled yeah. immediately. You <laughs> oh, know, yeah. and uh, 
Yeah. Like he, he's pretty big right now. Joan Rivers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Joan <laughs> Rivers. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about her. Yeah, she was. Like, she's. He was kind of crude. <laughs> yeah, I just like watching anybody who pushes the limits, even if it's not like a comedian. Like I like got into UFC because of Sean Strickland. Okay. Yeah, because he just says whatever, you know. He was like interviewing with uh, that lady. Can't remember her name. So you're just recently getting into UFC then? Yeah, I never really got into it until this dude made it funny. Hmm. This your dad? No. Somebody's pulling in. I see that. Looks like a FedEx. That was it. Let me see. Huh? But oh, jeez. What was that? Yes, Amazon Prime. What'd you order? Huh. I don't remember ordering anything. I'll, <laughs> go, get, I'll go get it. Okay. So, like the Sean Strickland, he was getting interviewed by this lady, and her husband was the cameraman, and he's sitting there talking about to this dude and this lady about how her boobs are out, and that's why he likes doing the interviews with her, <laughs> and how the guy, her husband, couldn't do anything about him saying it because he'd just get beat up. You know? <laughs> Jesus. And yeah. The, who was that? Sean Strickland. Oh, I, I don't know him. He's a. He's been around for a while, but he's just now kind of getting oh, okay. a little more popular. He beat this uh, Densia guy. They had a big beef. Oh. Made him. He was the middleweight champion. He just lost it to this dude that he got into a fist fight at, with at a different U- USC event, just <laughs> out in the open. Oh, really? Yeah. But oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah, I just like anything funny really yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take much to make me laugh so well that's good yeah good thing but yeah. well, there's a lot of funny stuff out there yeah yeah you do. yeah you know even <clears throat> you watch some guys on the hunting shows that are a little funny sometimes oh yeah I, I like those that red arrow thing. That guy's funny. Yeah, is that the guy? He'll do some skits in between. Yeah, yeah, that guy's funny. Yeah, I think he he does. I can't some. remember his name, but he's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Mike Waddell. He's fun to watch. Sometimes it's fun to watch him. You know, he's a good turkey hunter, but listen to him talk. He's got that real redneck oh, voice. Yeah. Yeah. And he's in the show with Bone Collector called "Can't Stop the Flop," and he'll. In some of the episodes, he'll come in, and he, he's got this suit with turkey beards. Oh, really? Yeah. He added, like, shoulder pads oh, of turkey beards. And he's a great turkey hunter. He, wow. He taught me how to use the mouth call, really. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. But Some guys are just, you know, I remember uh, Cheryl Mustard. More gun parts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it's a- Anyway, once I start to see oh, Cheryl. Oh no, remember, I mean you remember some some. What were we talking about to begin with before I interrupted? Mike Mike Waddell, turkey hunter, big turkey hunter, oh. bone collector. Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, <nah. laughs> you get that on them big jobs. Turkey hunting. I don't know. Maybe he's talking about a turkey hunter or somebody on the. Tim Wells is fun, fun to watch because he he can be funny sometimes. You know? Oh, I know what I started to say. Like you know, some people. I used to work with this guy. He was kind of a pudgy guy. He had short hair and had <laughs> a couple gap in his front teeth. You know? 
I, that I'm guy was—he was just funny. <laughs> I mean, just to talk to him. I mean, you, he wasn't make, you know he wasn't doing a comedy routine. I mean, you just everything he said was yeah. like funny. Some guys are just naturally funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody wanted to <laughs> be around him because he was so funny. You just—you just—you see the guy and it makes you laugh. You know, I mean, just the way he looked and everything. I—I—I <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of got like an image in my head of a pudgy guy, short hair, and a gap in his teeth. Yeah, because his know? face is funny in my head. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. I think I, if I saw that guy and he started making wise cracks at me, I feel like I'd probably. Uh-huh. Oh, what well, you got there? A, huh? It's a solar. Solar. It must be Cheryl got that. Some kind of a solar. Huh? Well, that's cool. I see you yeah. st- still haven't gotten your camera bird feeder set up yet. No. I gotta finish. Well, we got it connected. I found out how to connect it, but we have to hang it on a pole. Oh yeah. Well, I didn't get a, see, I was looked at a CD thing the other day, I mean, uh, could you got a, there's a CD and a, what was the other one? Does it need an SD? Or, oh, that's uh, right, yeah, SD, yeah, what'd I say? Yeah. What'd I say? A CD? CD? Same CD. thing, same yeah. difference, does Okay, that wasn't even close. <laughs> no, I forgot all about it, I've got one at the house. Well, I'm going to get one, but I went, there's a, I didn't know if there's a different one, there's a. Does it need a SD or a micro? Well, it's a, a micro, micro, but there's ah. a, there's a. It's not a, it's, I don't know, not a little book. It said something. There's, there's, I think they're the same yeah, thing. It's not an SD. It's a TS. Yeah, it might have been a yeah, TS. Yeah, they're the same thing. Same yeah. thing. Okay, because I looked at them one day, and I thought, because well, I looked at them at Walmart, and I thought, well. I think it takes up to 156. Okay. Gigabytes? Yeah, the one that's I have at home is 16, so. Yeah. If you can find one that's 156, I'd get that. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. No, but I was more concerned about getting it up for spring. When all the birds start to get their pretty cool. I mean, you'd get some cool cardinal shots for sure. Yeah. You know. But you'd probably get a lot of blue jays. Oh. Uh-huh. And that camera I got mounted on my bow. I got a micro, whatever you call them, that you could use if you want just to test out that bird feeder. Because obviously. Oh, well, I can get one. I, you know. Just to, you know. Yeah. Okay. But. Test it out. Trial. Because obviously I'm not going to be bow hunting anytime soon. All right. <laughs> Legally. Legally, I mean, if oh. I, I might get bored and. <laughs> now, you're talking about a bird feeder that's got a camera on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah your bird feeder camera. So Just so the people listening know here. It's like yeah. A, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like right. a trail camera, camera bird, feeder. bird feeder. Yeah. Trail camera feeder. Trail, basically. Yeah. <laughs> for birds. <laughs> well, should yeah. we? Uh, yeah, we could wrap it up. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get yeah, home. Yeah, I gotta say, I gotta get DJ home. What time is it? Eight thirty. Anything? Twenty after eight. Good stories I got to tell. <laughs> yeah, that was good, DJ. Yeah, it was nice. While I was talk. Yeah, we got we got a lot of stories, really. Yeah. Man. Didn't do bad for your first podcast either. <laughs> it's fun getting to talk and tell stories. I always like telling stories if they come to mind. But. Well, you know what. You've got a lot of them for your age. So. I, I've been so, lucky enough to have yeah. a few yeah. experiences that not a lot yeah, of people Yeah, that's what uh, you got to do. Have yep. you been to the UP? I went to UP for a football camp over in St. Ignace two years ago. That was fun. Ran out of money pretty quick. That's <laughs> barely the UP. Yeah. That's across the bridge and to the right. Yeah, well, we went to, you know, Mackinac and... So I brought That's like not the UP. Dang near, it's in between. It's the same thing. It's it's, it's the same thing. Where, what what is that if it's not in the UP? Is it in a lower P? What Mackinac? 
Yeah. It, well, I yeah. guess it's its own. It's well, right in the middle. Yeah. Oh, it's an island? Yeah. Huh? Oh, the island. Yeah, the yeah. island. Yeah, I went the to Mackinac. The island, I would say, is technically UP. <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant Mackinac. No, like no. Mackinac oh, yeah. City. Yeah, I went to Mackinac. Like, dude, no, that's no. not the UP, yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think I brought like 120 bucks, and I ended up spending like 60 on breakfast. <laughs> yeah. So we went to the island and I couldn't afford a bike. <laughs> I couldn't afford fudge. Fudge is expensive. Holy fudge. Everything there. Yeah. He I think and I were just talking about it. I think I uh everything. Got a I didn't even get a t shirt or anything. I went through a maze a mirror maze mm. and I was stuck. I was dormant. <laughs> Walked in circles. Alright, well before we wrap it up. Uh, you got any goals for the year, DJ? 2024 just started? Um, catch a salmon. Okay. Catch at least a 20-inch trout. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I want We've seen some guys last year, remember? They had like four or five of them. Yeah. You know what, Nate Olwood? No. He caught a 30-inch trout. Okay. On a stream. Stream trout. That was amazing. Brown trout? Yeah. Okay. Yep. okay. Understandable. Yeah. yeah. But... Catch a salmon, any salmon will work. (laughs) You know, that's something that I really want to do. Um, Kill a deer with a compound? Kill a deer with a compound. Don't kill any small deer. I'm not going to kill any small deer this year. I say that every year, but this year I'm dead set because I'm I'm tired of getting (laughs) made fun of for having trigger happy. You know. Look, dude, it's fine to get laughed at while you're eating your jerky. Tell me more about how small this deer is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I pre- might just get a doe tag if I want some meat. Because it's good to fill the freezer, but it's also the experience of, you know, ha- watching this nice mature buck or even just a nice three-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old, any of them, walk up on you, you know. Give it ten more years and you'll want a freezer full before you start worrying about it. <laughs> well, yeah, one, once i got to start paying for my own food, yeah. I'm, sure, yeah, I'm going to have a freezer full of stuff I shot. I'd like to learn how to process my own deer, too, you know. That can be done. Be as cost-effective as I can, you see them. I mean, you kill a deer this year, you let me know, and I'll come break it down. You can just take all the meat to the processor. Yeah, It'll save you a lot of money, and it's yeah. not that hard. It's easy. I th- what is it, like 80 bucks at most? Oh, yeah, I mean... Yeah. Well, they have it processed, yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying if you butcher it all here, you skip that 80 bucks, you can put that into jerky or whatever, yeah. you know, save it, put it toward final product, get more meat back. Yeah. How about you, Grandpa? Any goals for 2024? <laughs> Just get my knee fixed. Yeah, no knee oh, pain. Yeah. happening Wednesday. Well, I want to do more camping this year. Mm-hmm. I want okay. more bike riding. That's why, I, you know, I really enjoy it. We had a lot of fun last year. So, well, we'll take the kids this year to camping. So, yeah. Buy a pistol? Yeah, hey, yeah. you know yeah, what? That's going to that's gonna be on my list, too. You're going to buy need... one while you're down? Yeah, yeah maybe. I might yeah, go you know. do some research and give me some time to do some research on that one. Your, your knees bump, you're not going to be able to rely on your kung fu anymore if somebody breaks in. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, send you, uh, I'll send you a couple podcasts to watch, Joe okay. Rogan, and then I'll send you uh, a couple handguns to look over. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, I should have time for that. I mm-hmm. thought of a goal. I get my license this year. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. Let me know when. Yeah, yeah. So o- October 3rd. <laughs> Put your seatbelt on. <laughs> but, you're going to need more than a seatbelt. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so probably one big goal is work work hard and get a nice car. 
nothing crazy, obviously, because I'll probably crash it. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. Just a uh, quick tip. Get something that you can drive in the winter because half the year you're yeah. in a muddy, wintry land here and, in Michigan. So You know, I'm going to get my license, have a f- good fall for a second, and then it's just going to be winter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're so good. Get, get it's October like when you're turn 16. Yeah. You like a Jeep or a truck, and once you start driving, you'll eventually want to start riding trails, yeah. which are nice. Take a weekend. Ride a couple trails with your girlfriend. That's fun. My, uh... You know, nothing crazy, but... <laughs> no. Just, like, simple trail, nothing that you're crawling over and through mud pits and over rocks, through sand. My so, dad, he's got his... I don't know if you ever seen it, his Wrangler, white mm-hmm. one. He's thought, you know, just get himself a nice car, which he's due for, I'm sure. You'd, and just give me that so for now. buy the Wrangler? Yeah. Okay. Give him a little, a little money. Then, of course, you know, I'm his son, which is probably worth, like, a million dollars, so I should get a good deal on it. That's true. Yeah, you know. <laughs> That's true. I mean. That's true. That's fair. I, I am the jackpot. <laughs> uh, no. One goal I got is, uh, well, two goals. I want to get back out, kill a coyote. Mm-hmm. That's my big goal of the year. I want to kill a coyote, and then uh, I want to take Grandpa... Panfish on Saginaw Bay. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll be looking forward to that. That sounds like a lot of fun. It'd be cool to get up trout fishing, salmon fishing, camping, but it's it's tough to beat time on the water. Yeah. Where you're in the same boat, whatever <laughs> happens, you both have to deal with the same thing, whether it's you lose an anchor or you beach the boat or Forget the motor your... won't start. You're all you're dealing with the same thing together. Forget your plug. Forget the plug, right. <laughs> Figure out, you know. Well, I've done that. <laughs> where people are catching fish, where to cast, that type thing. So. Yeah. Another thing, this year, obviously, can't kill everything in Michigan that you're allowed to, but if it's local and it's something attainable, I'd like to I'd like to shoot it. You know, coyote, fox, haven't shot one yet. Elk. Elk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, i got to be pretty lucky to get one this year. Put in for your elk tag. Yeah. Turkey. Haven't shot a tom yet. I'd like a nice tom. Why'd you specify tom? I'm not going to shoot a tom. <laughs> well, then why'd you say you haven't shot a tom yet? You mean you haven't uh, shot no. a turkey? I, I, I've shot at hens, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, no. Oh, I forgot this was mounted. I thought it was going no, down. But, uh, yeah, me and Grandpa one time let the 17 fly. We missed, but we tried. <laughs> That's between... Us and the viewers. Shh. Oh, million. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know. I missed on purpose, so. You know, <laughs> just, so and you weren't even shooting at the turkey, honestly. I know. <laughs> there's, it's a sensitive line, but again, pests. Yeah. And when you've got turkeys eating crops, sometimes you got to scare them. Yeah. And we right. know turkeys don't respect boundaries, just like nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it takes a sonic crack. <laughs> yeah. Eight feet from, I mean, I was on the bay and I got shot at to scare me away. <laughs> yeah. So same yeah. with the turkeys. They get the same treatment. I think they honestly stuck around for a while, even yeah. though they were having yeah, you bullets cracking. You see that sign there that, well, the guy that's baiting uh, squirrels, you know, <laughs> you see it. 
Yep. I can't remember. This uh, this corn pile oh, yeah. is oh, for yeah, small yeah. critters only. I if there that. are any, yeah, yeah. Any but, deer will be shot on sight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we were saying them turkeys wouldn't leave. The thing about turkeys is they're so dominant in the woods. They like to be the biggest sound maker. So you'll hear somebody during turkey season, they'll shoot one, and then you'll hear a turkey behind you gobble off because, well, it's that sound. You know, I'm trying to be the big guy. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Well, actually, end on that, Meat Eater Podcast, they have a list going. Of shot gobbles, things that get turkeys to shot gobble. Oh, yeah. A couple of my favorites. A guy stops on the side of the road. I think his kid got out and was throwing rocks at a stop sign. <laughs> yeah. Hits the stop sign, turkey goes off. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. There was another one slamming a car door. That was just going to say. Turkey goes off. Uh, what was another one? Guy sneezed. Pretty sure it was he sneezed in the woods. <laughs> Turkey goes off. Jesus. Yeah. Just little stuff like that. Yeah, you were talking about that car door. Jake one time stopped out here with his dad to just go to the bathroom. Shut the door and this turkey sounded off. They grabbed the gun. They went and shot it right out here. <laughs> yeah. Do you just tell me about that? It was right out, you know, right out here. You, you, you know. Right on the corner? Yeah. Yeah, right on the curve, I guess. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Shit. It's All right, hard. guys, well, yeah. we'll wrap it up. I know you got to get going, but... Uh, yeah. All right, Grandpa Wolf, I love you. Thanks for sitting down and chatting again. I'm glad DJ got to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. ...do a takeover for... Yeah. ...an hour, hour and a half, whatever it was. <laughs> can't wait yeah. to listen to my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, can't wait to have you back on. When I get the three-mic mixer... Yeah. ...or the four-mic mixer, we'll get you on with three mics. All right. All, All right, right, guys. Good deal. Right. Till next time. Yep. Okay. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Whistlepig. If you would like to support this podcast, please like and subscribe, rate and review, and follow on social media at Whistlepig Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can email questions or comments to whistlepigpodcast at gmx.com. That's G as in girl, M as in man, X as in xray.com. And until you hear from me again, get outside, take a kid with you, and stay free.